The revolution is now. The new day of the proper Bassin Man has dawned. The spirits soar and the forests echo with laughter. The rise of the proper Bassin Man is now. Ask yourself, are you proper Bassin? They assemble at night, each one having prepared as diligently as possible the time given to them before the witching hour, the hour of reckoning, the time when they begin outdoor cartoon television. Stray casts is on the air. Yes, yes, all right, all right, all right, pretty good, pretty good, pretty neat, pretty neat. It's Wednesday night, it's Stray Cast, it's the glorified version of a Bassin Talk Show, and I'm your host, Pat Renwick, and and I'm well-rested and back with a pop-up show. Welcome, Bass Galaxy. It's a pop-up show, Bassin pop-up show. Yes, isn't that like a thing? It's like a pop-up show. now. Pop-up show thing. Yes, and I don't know, I wasn't going to do a show, but we did a show. Let's, we put this together, and this is the State of the uh, Bass Galaxy Address. And what uh, we have assembled here tonight for you um, is, uh, first off the bat, is um, young uh, angler uh, Nolan Miner. Give it up for Nolan Miner. He is, uh, yeah, whoa. Yeah, they know Nolan. He's been on the show before. He won the uh, college uh, Bassin Tour Derb, the Collegiate Bass Nation deal uh, over on Cumberland. Uh, he's also fishing the Opens this year uh, against Ryan Whitaker. So look, look out against that. One on one. One, one on Mano's a mano. <laughs> uh, Nolan Miner's coming on in. Now hold your applause now, Bass Galaxy, because what we are about to present to you is uh, almost a century of Bassin knowledge amongst these three guests. And, and we have a pop-up guest on the pop-up show as well. Uh, first off, the Dean, Pete Klusik. The Dean, Pete Klusik. Yep, I, I, they, they held their applause. I, that was good. They know, they yes. know what they're doing. <laughs> yes. Uh, Jay Kumar, the Bassin Blaster. What? See, oh, they almost let it go. They uh, almost let it go. There's one. And, 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 and get this. This just in. Steve Bowman, Bass Fishing Hall of Fame guy and Bassmaster guy. For the first time ever on Stray Cast, almost a century of bass and knowledge amongst these gents. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And you're like, well, okay, so what's going on with this? What's the state of the Bass Galaxy? And what do these guys got to do with anything? Well, the deal is um, we're just going to talk bassing. And I figure, you know, we have Nolan. He's the uh, up-and-comer. And then we have the uh, Century Club. 
yeah. uh, amongst the other guys. So, so passing we, through the generations. Yeah, talking about my passing generations. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's what it is right there. Uh, speaking of generations, ladies and gentlemen, I give it up for the co-creator of the uh, Popcorn Leviticus Numbers Firework Baby Jig, along with JP High, the hip-hop fisherman. It's Ryan Whitaker. The jig's available yep. at tightropefishing.com. Ryan yes, skateboards. Skateboards. It's all true. Yeah. He likes, uh, he likes long, dark walks in the park, <laughs> whatever that means. I prefer alleys. Yes. And um, I, learned, I learned something about you. Yeah? Yeah. The, um, so let me, let me back up and, and preface. Uh, Is it about my driving? No, no, no. We'll talk about that at the end of the oh, show. okay. Yeah. Um, sorry, Estelle. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I am sorry. <laughs> but um, so uh, everyone knows Ryan's a drummer. Well, uh, I just got back from Florida, okay, and uh, and I, I was with uh, I was with my buddies uh, over there. My new buddy Buff. Yeah, Buff. Yeah, Buff. He's he's a hockey guy. Yeah, he used to Buff be a hockey naked. guy. Yeah, he yeah. was from the Hawks. Yeah. Oh, he, he helped oh, get us a Dustin cup. Bufflin. Yeah, Buffin Schluckenstein. By Fuglian. Yes, uh, yeah. Buff's awesome. Okay, what's the holy poly row pop chop? What was that? Do you want me to steal second? Jin said steal second, Pat. I like that guy. Yeah, so, uh, and we were also Great with Heffy uh, Gustafari. Mm-hmm. Yes, and uh, Garth Feeder over there. Garth. Yes. yes. Now, what brings me to, um, to, oh, here it is. That's what you're saying. I get it now. How's that? Is that better? Do I sound more? <laughs> do I sound a little bit more coming at you with the hits? Pat Renwick here Bring on the Stray Cast, a glorified version of a Bass and Dog Show, um, and uh, got to find out that you uh, and Hefe Gustafarian both uh, played in the legendary Barn uh, Muckers. What? Yes, you guys are both musicians, and you both yeah. played in in the same band at different times. Uh, him and Kenyatta, and you uh, here in, in Maraca. And right? uh, yeah, the uh, legendary barn muckers. Okay, clean the barns up. That's what you guys did. And, uh, and, I didn't and, know that. Yeah, uh, uh, pretty proud of that fact too. By the way, the barn uh, muckers. Yeah, you guys did it. Hey, speaking Back of uh, speaking of cleaning shop, um, let's get right down to business. Uh, and uh, Andrew Ellenberger, hi. 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 What's up? Ginger Ninja, punk rock producer extraordinaire. That's him. Yeah. That's him over there. How do you like the pop-up show so far? <laughs> it's kind of busy. <laughs> uh, so, um, Andy, I think that one of your favorite things about the 2021 Stray Cast season is our partnership with Omnia Tackle. Correct. Yeah. How, how's it, how am I sounding now, Andy? That's better. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> with the Omnia Tackle. And did you know now that you can find almost the entire product line of Bite Me Tackle. I know, it's amazing. Over at OmniaFishing.com. Yeah, that's real. And that's hashtag real talk. Right there. You like those yapkas? That's what Polish Pete says. Yeah. Over there. At the, <laughs> that was a Polish word, yapka. How do you like them yapkas? How do you like them yapkas, hop dare dole? <laughs> um, you know what goes good with yapkas? Uh, tin cup mountain whiskey. Mm. The official whiskey of Bassin. That is right. Luke Foley has brought the tin cup to the Americas. Whatever that means. Official whiskey of what? Yes, just like Christopher Columbus. What was that? Um, but yes. Official and whiskey of what? Of the Americas. Oh, I thought you said Bassin. Of Bassin and the Americas. 
Yes, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Popcorn Leviticus numbers. Uh, what is the official tin cup whiskey word of the night? We just said it. Bassin. Uh, oh, it's Bassin. That's what we're doing. Oh, so the, uh, Bassin, Bassin is so natural. It is. It is. Yes, just and that's right. It's natural. Popcorn Leviticus. Step right up. It's yeah. natural. Smooth. Kiss the bearded woman. And it goes yeah, down easy. Kiss the weight of the. Yeah. Yeah, see? Yes. You tied it to the tracks. Yes. <laughs> Snidely do right. <laughs> anyway, I don't know. This is yeah. Our... When you hear Bassin, when you hear Bassin, uh, uh, knock it back. Yeah, and that's the uh, tin cup uh, word of the week. And again, you could be any beverage that you choose. Uh, and you hear Bassin, uh, take a swig and remember, please drink responsibly. Um, everybody knows that on Wednesday nights, uh, Stray Cass is the place to win free stuff. That's right, free stuff here. Uh, at Stray Cast. And tonight, the show is sponsored by one and only, if you're viewing, look at my fingers, both of them, <laughs> thmarinesupplies.com. That's right. That's right. Yes. TH Marine has been with Stray Cast since year two, and this is season six. What mm-hmm. episode is this, Ginge? Two. Two? Two? Oh, this year? Yeah. He said two? Like, where does two fall in anywhere? Five. That's what time five. you go to the dentist. Tooth hurdy. Five. five. Tooth hurdy. It's episode five. Tooth hurdy. Uh, but today, we are giving away, along with the good people at THMarinesupplies.com, a $50 redemption code on THMarinesupplies.com. Nice. That's right. We're giving it away because tournament season is amongst us. Tournament season is amongst us. And, uh, yeah, all you got to do is like and share the live Facebook feed. Like and share the live Facebook feed. Not hard. Not hard at all. Kaboom, kapow, chance to win a $50 uh, redemption code to thmarinesupplies.com. Uh, Everybody excited about the kickoff of the Derb season. Uh, we're moving right along. Hey, uh, if you haven't had a chance to uh, check out the good stuff going on, over uh, with War Eagle Spinner Baits. Do so. Do so. Give them a follow over on the gram. And uh, hey, how about that mouse? How about no. that mouse, Ryan? Sexy mouse. Sexy mouse. Yeah. He let it out of the bag. Ah, right blue, shimmer. blue shimmer. Blue <laughs> shimmer. The blue shimmer is one of your faves. Yeah, blue back herring. Absolutely. Yeah. Bassin. Bassin. Uh, <laughs> hey, um, I want to give a special shout out in a mention here uh, to our, our bud, uh, 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 Largemouth Sassy Pants. Largemouth Sass, and she's taken over the um, the IG for Line and Lure, and Line and Lure. We Stray nice. Cast, yeah, Stray Cast is the hub for for Line and Lure now. It's uh, Line and Lure never went away, but it's uh, it's more prominent. Let's say it is the line conditioner uh, of proper bassin. Let's, mm-hmm. let's just and Ryan, you use it all the time religiously. I, I can't make. I can't. Go twenty casts in between. You're probably it. one of the yeah. the people that use it the most. Seriously, out of everyone, I seriously I can't fish with it without it anymore. Like it's your deal. Yeah, good stuff. Absolutely, and good job, Meg, on the uh, line and lure. If you're not following line and lure, bow to stern or arm shield, please do so. Please do so. Um, hey, uh, I know we're wrapping it up here. Uh, oh, uh, congratulations to uh, Brian Schmidt uh, for his win. Give it up for Brian Schmidt, Bass Galaxy. That was a. Uh, a deal there going on in the Florida. Quite an accomplish there for the uh, the uh, Toyota series there from Brian. 
Um, hey, uh, Crestliner. Uh, good luck to the Crestliner team. What was that? Breathing. That, that wasn't me. It sounded like we woke, did we wake a bear? <laughs> we woke a bear. Uh, uh, good luck to the Crestliner team kicking off the Bassin season here. Um, and I want to just uh, say about a text I got from Ryan. Uh, oh, not you, Ryan, but Ryan at Crestliner. Uh, and he said, Pat, uh, seems like life is going to be right tomorrow with the kickoff of Bassin season, right? Mm-hmm. The kickoff of Bassin season. And with that, how about we... Uh, did I get everything? Did I, Andy? Yeah. Are you sure? Are you just saying yeah because you want me to go on with things? Are you he's sure? Just, he's just saying. Andy, that. did I take care of all of our sponsor obligations <laughs> on our pop-up show? Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. I feel real confident in that. So with that being said, let's put the power poles down. We're coming back with uh, with the boy wonder Nolan Miner. Come back with Steve Bowman, the Dean, not Rojas, Lusick. Yeah. And Jay Kumar, the best. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Power pulls down. We're coming right back. Bass season kicks off. This is the mountain. And this is mountain whiskey. Unspoiled. Untamed. Forever wild. There's no safety net. No way down. Up here, it's just man and the mountain and his tin cup. Tin cup whiskey. Mountain whiskey. All right, all right. Welcome back, best galaxy. Are you ready to go? Bass season kicks off tomorrow, and uh, and we have assembled some Bass and Avengers tonight to give a, a state of the Bass Galaxy address. And uh, wow, what was that? That was amazing. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we bring to you uh, Nolan Miner, Pete Glosick. Did I say Glosick? Glosick. Glow- yes, Glosick. Yes, Glosick. Glow- Thank you. Glosick. <laughs> Pete Glosick. <laughs> Jay Kumar. He's a raver. And Steve Bowman. Give it up, Bass Galaxy. These guys right here. Yes. For the first time What's ever. What's up, Nolan? We haven't met. How you doing, hey. man? Nolan. Doing all right. It's Nolan Miner. How you feel, Nolan? Yeah, I'm feeling pretty good. All right, you're you're here with the Century Club. Did you know that there's a century of Bassin knowledge uh, in the industry amongst the uh, your fellow uh, guests here tonight? Well, I was watching, so uh, yeah, I, I did hear that. <laughs> but uh, your <laughs> intro that was really good. I don't know if anybody else was watching the Stranger Things intro. I uh, I appreciated that. Fact. Yeah, they're very very astute, very astute. Yeah, yes. But uh, and 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 Steve Bowman. Um, wow. Uh, First time ever. First time ever. What? Yeah. First time ever. Wow. Kumar, hear that? Yeah. I try to stay hidden with that, but now that I'm on here, I'm like digging Nolan's backdrop there. I'm like, man, I got to have one of those from my house. <laughs> hey, um, Nolan, do you know that uh, Bowman's one of the dudes that is like pretty much responsible for collegiate bassin? Did you feel that's an accurate statement, uh, Steve? I think that's pretty accurate. Okay, <laughs> you, you take that. I should know. Yeah, and uh, and uh, and Nolan, you are a, a college bassin champ from Cumberland. 
Yeah. Man, that's that's the deal, man. And uh, and nobody is a stranger in the Bass Galaxy to one of the smartest uh, 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 patterns of life guy on the planet, and that's the Dean, Pete Glusick. <laughs> yeah, Pete Glusick is here. Hey. Good to be here with you boys. Good to see all you guys. Uh, Jay, man, I miss you, buddy. Uh, right. It's good to hang out with you too, Mr. Bowman. Uh, we haven't worked together for a little while, but it's it's great to great to see. Great to have you here. Looking forward to seeing what's going on with Bassmasters. And congrats on on your win, Nolan. What a great job. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. That's that was something that uh, I felt like it was a little overdue. <laughs> wow. Okay. Wow. Okay. All right. Confidence. I like it. Right. I haven't heard that before. <laughs> and the and the smiling guy uh down there with the with the uh is that an onum hat you have on, Jay? Oh, it's it's me no. <laughs> That's what it looks like to me anyway from here. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the Bass Blaster, Jay Kumar. He is the president of the uh, Swamp Gas Corners Bass Club. It's Jay Kumar, <laughs> in case you don't know. I did. I inherited Harry and Charlie, by the way, Bowman. I don't know if you know it was officially passed on to me. Nope. Congratulations. <laughs> wow. Yeah, him and Krusty Slopalopolis. What was his name, uh, Bowman? <laughs> Crusty Doppel. Sure I'm not sure how that's going to play a Yankee doing Harry and Charlie, but I like it. <laughs> I'm only a Yankee by birth, Bowman. Not in here, man. Yeah, but by, here. by right, I got you. By okay. heart, you know, Bowman. All us proper Bassin man got Harry and Charlie at heart. You know. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and uh, I've kind of assembled you guys here uh, together today to talk about uh, bass fishing in 2021 and. And let's just be real about this. Um, this uh, is, it's been quite a different time in bass fishing, okay, with the coronavirus and, and everything else. And now it's kind of like um, tournaments are in the swing, and, and we need this as bass fishing fans. Do, do, you, do you agree with that uh, uh, statement, Bowman, that we need this as bass yes, fishing fans? Yes, very much. The country needs it. Everybody needs it it's just it uh fishing is the tie that binds and it doesn't matter what age and color uh economic background whether you're a yankee or a redneck i mean but dude, <laughs> it's, it's just one of those things it's we gotta have it we gotta have it yeah we get more of our politicians in a bass boat we would we would have a far better world <laughs> and i mean everybody i like i think if like Everybody was just into bassing that it'd be a better place. I mean, I think yeah. I think the world would be a better place. I mean, I know that that Jay Kumar agrees with that. You let, let me let me put it this way. Jay, you have um have surrounded your life with bassin. Okay, you you've that's I mean we all have. I, I know I know, and and, and this kind of leads me to the point here. That's why you're all here. Because bass fishing is that important to all of us. So before we get into the to the 21 season, I kind of want everyone to know where you guys come from as individuals here before we get into discussions. And 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 Jay, what what was the what was the spawn of bass and passion for you? When did when did it happen? What was the deal? 
I guess it was the first time I went fishing, man. Okay. I, mean, I don't know what to tell you. You know, there's an old story in my family. I, my dad, who's an immigrant, didn't grow up fishing. He took me fishing and we caught some bluegills. And he said, my eyes got so huge that after that, that's all I wanted to do. You know, and then I, I do remember catching my first bass. And then that's all I wanted to fish for and see my first issue of Bassmaster. And then that's what I wanted to read. Gotcha. gotcha. So I'm just like every other knucklehead, man. Yeah. That's kind of how it happens. Yeah. You know? Whether it's YouTube or Bassmaster, whatever, you know. And that's I like I like the progression there. And, and Nolan, I ask you this the same way, but differently. When did competitive bass fishing first get sparked in in your eyes? When did you want to fish competitively, Nolan? When did when can you pinpoint that? Yeah, so for me, it was in high school. I, uh, I started fishing some of the, the Bass Nation high school stuff in Virginia. And I had always really loved fishing, but I hadn't competed before. And I, I definitely was a big fan of competing. So I, I pursued it a lot after that. In high school, that's when it, that's when it hit you. And, and, and Bowman, when, what is your first recollection of the professional bass bug biting you? Like, what, what really drew you in it, Bowman? I, w I would say I, I went to college at uh, Washtenaw Baptist <coughs> University in Arkadelphia, Arkansas. And Ricky Green. That was, that was the hometown of Ricky Green. Yes, sir. Met Ricky Green. He had just lost the Bassmaster Classic by two or three ounces, I forget now. And, and uh, to Larry Nixon, who. Yeah. Uh, you know, I hated Larry Nixon. He's one of my best friends now, but I hated him. <laughs> I was younger because Ricky just kind of, he, we, we just, we were drawn to Ricky and, um, I didn't even know bass tournaments existed. Uh, my first bass was caught on my first rod, which I had fashioned out of a, uh, a car antenna off a of Ford Falcon. And that's Come no on, man. I, I heard that. Seriously, Bowman? I heard <laughs> that. I had a Zipco 33 that I taped to it with uh, electrical tape. That's and, outstanding. And soldered little um, Miller uh, pop-top lids off for, for line guy. And then mostly I fished for brim and different things, but I loved to fish and I caught my first bass on that and you know, it's all about opportunity. It's opportunity, whether you're trying to learn to fish or whatever. I had no one to take me when I was young, I would, but I was drawn to that. I got to meet Ricky Green, um, learn that what a, a, a raging Cajun bass boat was. And, yeah. and uh, you know, the, 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 the old Ricky Green fishing machine and, and, uh, uh, that was in college. And, and then I got out of college, I started writing. And Ricky took me under his wing and he, he really kind of showed me the ropes and made me, made me as passionate as I am even today. And that's been 40 years ago or 30 something years ago. And, and, um, uh, wow. just, just, you know, just, I kind of grew into it, to be honest with you, grew into it. And, uh, and, and a lot of it is thanks to, to Ricky Green. I, and I didn't know that when you when you said Arkadelphia, I just in my bass fishing brain, I immediately associate that with Ricky Green. That's how I still see the the cutout pictures of Bassmaster magazine that I had plastered on the wall with Ricky Green with awesome bell bottoms and and flashy Shimano three hundred bait casting reels. You know, I mean, 
that's what I remember, Ricky Green, throwing kick-ass spinnerbaits around. You know what I mean? Looking good. Looking real good for bassing back in the day. You know what I mean? <laughs> hey, he's Luke. an amazing man. <laughs> That's right, amazing man. And I, I still, I miss him to this day. His, his sons are uh, uh, Keith Green is still involved in the fishing game and okay runs a team tournament trail there in in Arkansas and and uh, was doing all the redfish uh, IFA redfish tournament weigh-ins and uh, his son, his older son Ricky Green uh, Jr. He fished bass for a while, almost won an open and. Yeah, but he's not as involved in the fishing game as, as Keith is. But he was a Rick, uh, Keith, Ricky Green was a force and, and remains He was a big deal, especially in my childhood right. bassing days. Hey, Glusick, I got to ask you, man, what was the what was the initial pro bassing bug? Like, what struck you? What, who was the dude or the time? What was the event? What was it? You know, it, it's uh it's it was really cool my, my dad was here earlier dad took me on the banks of the Mattawoman creek okay uh, which bowman you know that kumar and clun you know, fished the, in there too clun and yeah. skeet reese yeah, well we he'd take us to the bank that's what we did we went to the bank we'd catch yellow perch and and all that kind of stuff fell in love with fishing and and didn't know anything about bass masters didn't know anything about tournaments and it was it wasn't until years later. Just loved fishing. Uh, I was actually in college, and um, I you know guys were busting my chops because I didn't want to go to a party. I wanted to go to bed because <laughs> I wanted to get up and go bass fishing the next day. And kid in class uh, was a bass head just like me, and you know I discovered Bassmaster magazine that day. Awesome. Um, I couldn't believe it existed. You know, I couldn't believe there was this whole world going on out there. The escape I, of Bassmaster. Yes. I knew nothing about. I, I made it through in, in engineering school. I never read a book from cover to cover, but I read Bassmaster magazine from cover to cover. You know, I, I would I would just read what was necessary, but I, I just couldn't stop consuming it. Um, got invited to fish a tournament. And I, we won that tournament. Uh, it was a little, it was a little team tournament buddy <laughs> thing. And from that moment on, I mean, I, I was toast, man. There was no recovering from that. You know, it was every minute, every nickel, every dime was spent on it. Um, you know, just, I just had to have it. And, uh, it's just one of those things I was, you know, I was an athlete in a bunch of different sports in school. I was okay. I was pretty good. You know, can make varsity and most stuff, but it wasn't until I started fishing that I, that I started winning, like rising to the top where nice. I was, you know, I wasn't just one Excelling. of the, the guys, guys on the team, you know, I was one of the guys that could be a threat to win. And, you know, it just, uh, it, it and I've always obsessed about, it. I obsess about it to this day. And, um, and I don't think it's ever going to go away. It's just, I, um, Randy Blauket said something in, in one of his, uh, YouTube shows uh, about once it gets in your blood that it's there and, and agreed, man, I, I, you know, I've been through ups and downs, you know, sideways restarts, but it, it's always there. There's always bassing Pete. Mm -hmm. There's always bassing. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Hey, Nolan, get this. So Pete touched on the whole Bassmaster magazine thing. We used to we used to do things like wait 
um, for that Bassmaster magazine in the mailbox. You know, like we didn't have all the online <laughs> stuff, Nolan. We didn't have all that or YouTube or or so we would have things like Bassmaster magazine, the In Fisherman, of course, mm-hmm. right, Jay? Hey, Jay, remember Bassin? I mean, I I, I read every no. damn every damn Bassin magazine that come out too. You know. Yeah. <laughs> remember it man but there was no Bassmaster. no but i right still now. read it because it was that was bass like that's what we had <laughs> we couldn't google um we couldn't google uh swim jigs or flipping or we could you know it's like we yeah. ha- we had to find those selective things so nolan uh, take take it uh take it to heart that you have the whole bass universe of knowledge at your fingertips now use it to your advantage like a wizard yeah. Like a wizard. Who does? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely do. Um, I think probably my favorite thing was how I am able to use that, you know, internet full of bass fishing knowledge to my advantage in tournaments is I just, you can watch over and over and over as many times as you want any of the pros when they were doing, you know, the best in any tournament that happened recently. Yeah. I, I think that's, that's amazing too. And an excellent tool as far as research and development as a tournament angler. I mean, you have the knowledge of YouTube, uh, YouTube channels like the ba- like Bassmasters. YouTube has all the old Bassmaster derbs. Uh, there's Lynn Dollar that gives you every uh, old FLW, Bassmaster, you name it. That's that's all there. And, um, and uh, of course, uh, uh, Pete Glusick, we would be amiss if we did not uh, mention the knowledge uh, of the Bass University that's available online right now, right? Well, hey, I mean, appreciate it. We yeah. we built something that's been pretty special. Um, you know, it, believe it or not, I can't believe it's been 12 years. 12 since, years? 12 years. Wait, so let's launched. add that to the whole um, century club. Now, uh, Bass <laughs> Galaxy, that's a, a century and 12 years of bass knowledge now <laughs> that we have yep. right there. I- I'll take it. And, you know, we've been challenged, you know, it's been a great program. We've done a lot with it, traveled the country with it, but COVID's really challenged us this year and uh, we're doing our classes online and that's really cool. It's, uh, we had our first class last month and we've got our next classes coming up um, next week. And uh, we've created an experience where we've tried to make it as similar to the classroom as we can. So, Guys can go over to BassUniversity.com and and uh, sign up for classes. It's uh, it's February sixteenth. We got Gerald Swindle headlining. Oh, gee, uh, man. our first class. Yeah. Heck yeah! Nice. Heck yeah! And uh, and if if everybody, uh, I might as well get a shameless uh, sponsor plug in right now. Like and share the live broadcast if you're just tuning in, and a chance to win fifty bucks worth of uh, TH Marine supplies and get yourself some uh, G Man products. Boom. How'd you like that? Hey, now. hey, there it is. Kaboom, kapow. Guys, uh, bass season kicks off, Bowman. 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 <laughs> Bowman. I'm here. Bowman, you excited? You excited about tomorrow? Oh, Lord. <laughs> That's Bassmas Eve. <laughs> it is Bassmas Eve. You're right, Popcorn. <laughs> I, I am excited. Uh, uh, but we're in a... We're in a situation down here to where I'm just I'm just, I just want to go fishing tomorrow. I want them to go fishing tomorrow. Okay. Uh, the fog didn't, the fog did not roll out of here t- this morning until ten thirty. Oh no! And we got we got two more days of that, and and Ooh. I'm just like, please Lord, just a little breeze, 
please, whatever. Listen, these guys are chomping at the bits. We're all chomping at the bits. But, you know, Mother Nature, the one thing we have to deal with in, in every event is, uh, mm -hmm. is she's throwing us a curveball or two. So, Steve, uh, I, I fished down there on the St. John's and – that and I don't mean to be the bearer of bad news, but we we sat until noon, uh, one derby down there, one of the Bassmasters tournaments down there. We eventually lost that day of fishing. I think uh, Trip called it after we got to noon, and the fog was still pea soup out on the main river. Mm. It's a crazy place this time of year that way. It is, and it was that way this morning. And I'm like, please don't let that happen tomorrow, please. And We've been talking about it all afternoon. We're, we're all ready to go. Every right. I've talked to virtually every one of our anglers today, and they're just like, you know, ready to go. You know, okay. and the fish is not great, but there's going to be some great fishing, you know. Somebody's guys. always going to catch them. I mean, come oh, on, yeah. Bowman. Come on. You know that, Kumar. That's, that's what's up. I mean, but here we got – this is a special um, time in bass fishing, for lack of a better description – um, multiple leagues now, all right? And it's all kind of going on at the same time. Of course, uh, Bassmasters uh, kicking off. Also, uh, Tackle Warehouse Pro Tour. Uh, the Bass uh, uh, Pro Tour uh, Red Crest uh, coming up. And the new league, the NPFL. Pete, are you in the NPFL? No, no, okay. I, I am not. Um, you know, I looked at it hard. I really wanted to to do that trail, but I've, uh, you know, with, with what I'm doing with Bass University and, you know, my little boy's 11 years old, uh, little Jake. Jake's Kluzak. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I just, uh, I decided that I'm going to fish regionally, uh, again this year. So heck yeah. That's, that's, yeah. That's what I'm up to. And I'm super psyched, man. I've got a, a great schedule in front of me this year. Can't, can't wait to get after it. Uh, yeah. Derby. Go ahead. Does regionally mean that you're going to be in the open on the James or is that, can you get into that or how's that? <laughs> you, you bet. I can't wait to get to the James. I'm, I'm, uh -oh. you know, it's, it's weird. The, you know, this year, this past year, I fished one tournament. Um, and it was on the Potomac. That was the only tournament I fished. It was a Toyota series. And I've, uh, you know, it's kind of, it's, it's been a, a curse and a blessing. The blessing part of it is I cannot wait uh, to get fishing. I am, I have never been so psyched to get, to get out there and get on the water as I am this year because I fished so little last year. Um, just only one tournament, maybe, maybe 20 training trips. That's it. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to do the bass opens. I'm going to cherry pick some Toyota series, but one of the things right. that I've, you know, kind of discovered was that our audience is, is in those BFLs and is in the team tournaments, the pot derbies. Uh, those are, those are my guys at the Bass University. So I, I'm going to take that. Yeah. I'm taking the Bass University rig and I'm, I'm jumping in some, some BFLs, some team tournaments going to pair up with some of the guys like BTC and Riz and. Oh, heck um, yeah. Yeah, the guys working, you Kimmel, the guys working with us at Bash U. We're gonna, we're just gonna have some fun. I, I'm really, I'm psyched about this year. I'm getting back to grassroots. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I, I like nice. it. I, I like it. Hey, um, would it be safe to say, uh, um, uh, amongst all of you gentlemen, that you are above all fans of the sport? 
Is that a, is that an accurate statement there, uh, Bowman? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I, 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 okay, and and like I'm I'm just excited for bass fishing to happen right now. I, I mean, we were there was a lot of uncertainty, and boom, it's like okay, 21, here it goes. So on, let's talk. Let's talk about let's let's be bassing fans right now. You know, like that old. Go ahead. Live is where it's at. I mean to tell you, I gotta say it. Man. Wow. I, it has changed everything for me. Talking about being a fan, I can't get work done and it pisses me off. <laughs> I'm like, I've, I've got to turn the channel off. I can't, I can't watch it. Um, you know, but I have to watch it. And it, it's just, I love it. I can't, I can't wait till uh, the fog lifts tomorrow and we can watch guys make some casts. I can't wait. Absolutely. So, um, okay, Pete, while, uh, while we're on this, so I ask you this question, when you think of an elite series angler, who's the first angler that comes to your mind? Uh, an elite series angler? Yeah. Who's the first guy that comes to your mind? John, John Cox. John Cox. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Multi-series guy. All right. Multi-series multi guy. We just had him work for Bass U. Now that guy... I'm telling you, everybody that I've interviewed and had speak for us, nobody loves this sport to the depth that John Cox does. He he just, I mean, he loves it. He, I don't think he would care if there was a tournament on the line ever. He he has to be fishing every day. It's uh, it's it's in him deep. And, John Cox, uh, yeah, he's an anomaly. Yep. Is that the right word? He just he's a, he's amazing. That dude loves it. Uh, loves unreal. it. Hey Nolan, who do you think of as an elite series angler? Who's your pick? Who's your guy? Right now, I'm a big fan of Kyle Welcher because okay. I've watched him for a few years on YouTube, following his journey to make the elites, and now he's there and he's definitely making a name for himself. So it's kind of cool to watch that, knowing the background that he's from. Gotcha, gotcha. Nice. Okay, okay. Let's uh, let's uh, shift leagues. Okay, and and uh, and and Kumar, I ask you, who is your 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 favorite uh, uh, or a tackle warehouse pro that pops into your mind? Former uh, FLW tour. Who's your who's the tackle warehouse pro that pops in your mind? You know. I don't want to pick anybody, man. No, I'm not asking <laughs> you to pick winners, whoever. I'm just, just saying, okay. I'm gonna make somebody feel bad. No, <laughs> I you're just not. Don't want to, dude. Pops All right, I'll in. say, I'll say Peter T. Okay, Peter T. Nice, great, great. <laughs> great, great. We were just talking about him. Uh, Petey Rig. Yeah, exactly. Thank you, <laughs> Matt Robertson, and I were talking about him over because uh, we were fishing. What was that? A Harris chain deal over there. The king of the majors. Yeah, that's exactly right. Okay, yeah. Bowman, I, I ask you, um, the first Bass Pro Tour angler that pops into your brain. First Bass Pro Tour. Angler, yeah. Pops yeah. in your brain. Um, I guess it would have to be probably Edwin. Edwin, Edwin. okay. Yeah. 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 He's, he's, he's done some things over at BASS and leaves an impression and is certainly doing well for himself uh, over at the Bass Pro Tour. And and everybody, with, with that being said, there's a, a, a conglomeration of, of, of leagues, and it's about to happen right now. So with that, with that excitement um, uh, being said, I got to ask you, Kumar, what was the guy? Who's the guy from, uh, um, from Double Whammy? Uh, Dickie Lockhart? 
Yeah, I don't, I don't remember <laughs> their names. <laughs> hey, Bowman, you know who Dickie Lockhart is? No. I know <laughs> who Dickie Newberry is. He's a bass fisherman from Texas. Okay. Uh, Dickie Lockhart was like um, the Hot Rod Johnson in the book Double Whammy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and <laughs> for lack of a better description, the Hot Rod Johnson of Double Whammy. So I, I, got, I got to ask you this then. So, Kumar, who's the Dickie Lockhart uh, of, of bass fishing right now? Dickie Lockhart? Yeah, yeah. Who who's the hot rod Johnson a bassin right now? I don't know. Well, Kumar, why am I? Well, it's asking? gotta be it's gotta be uh right here. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> hold on him. Okay. I see. I see. Right? Uh, yeah, I mean, who he, else he would certainly, be? certainly is. He can't <laughs> That's about the only answer. He I has think. the potential to be. <laughs> well, what do you think, Bowman? Who who who's the hot rod Johnson Dickie Lockhart? Yeah, I mean, uh Nolan mentioned Kyle Welcher and and uh if he's not it, he will grow into it. Okay. Know? All right. <laughs> Look out for Kyle Welcher. And, uh, and, 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 uh, who, who's, uh, who's that to you, Glusick, right now? Who's the, uh, the, the hot rod Johnson of the day? Yeah. He's in the same club with on him is a uh, fighter to me. Okay. You know? Gotcha. So fighters like a hot rod Johnson. Yep. So, so who is Pat? If you're describing two of Pat's best buds, who's, who's Pat? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that yeah, that that even means. I'm, I don't know, man. That, that's I'm, the new show, right? Aren't they? Aren't they? Uh, you know, your 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 two co-hosts. Yeah, we're uh, we're up to some we're up to some things. Uh, when 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 can we see these things? That it we're, we're, <laughs> we're it, it's kind we're kind of keeping it on the DL a little, but you'll see some little uh, some more sneak peek releases. But it, it it premieres the good old American way on the Fourth of July. And that's the adventures of the proper bass and man with uh, Matt Robertson, uh, Seth Fighter, and myself, and shenanigans uh, across the entire universe between us. Yes. Listen, awesome. Pat. Pat, there were never three superheroes together, man. It was either four <laughs> or five or two. There were never three. I think you, need to, you need to find another one. Is that what he needs to do? I, I think there's a reason, man. A lot of bad things can go down with three guys, apparently. But yeah. that's what we want to see. Yeah, there's blood. <laughs> Curse of three. There's blood, tears, and laughter. Whenever we get together, Bowman, I don't know what to tell you. Watch out for those guys on the Elite series. They're they're, they're trouble. Trouble. Those two. Ready. Yeah, I am ready. <laughs> Nolan, what excites you the most about being a bass fishing fan? What excites you the most about being a bass fishing fan? Well, I get excited watching great catches just like everybody. But for, in the position I'm in now, I really, really enjoy the what, what y'all have kind of been skirting around the edges of. And, and that's the 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 unveiling of these incredible personalities okay okay where else can you find matt robinson um seth fighter uh, uh patrick walters uh john cruz i mean that, you, you have this wide ranging just incredible group of personalities that make a uh an, an enormous impact on the world and it's it's fun to watch man and it's just fun to watch it to to get going during the season and and see how it just 
kind of percolates. Yeah, I, I agree. Wait, 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 wait. Let me ask Bowman a question. If it's that much fun, Bowman, how <laughs> come it doesn't ever look like you're having fun when you're down there? Man? <laughs> man, I got a lot of responsibilities. Laser focus. A lot of I'm pressure. Giving you a hug, Bowman. Hug. <laughs> I'm taking it. Thank you. Hey, um, Nolan, I don't know but if you know this uh about Steve Bowman, but um of course I talked to you about the uh the the uh, collegiate bassin deal and um also there's a there's a thing called the war room that uh, you're responsible for that deal too, aren't aren't you, Bowman? The, the old, yeah, we kind of started that uh, way back. At, way back and it was so much fun just developing all that stuff has been so much fun you know love to find new things to do and and new ways to bring information to the fans uh but the war room was a lot of fun that yeah and and pete mentioned live bassin well the first one there it is there it is pete glusick steve bowman brought the the war room remember the war room way back in the day I mean, no, I, I can't recall. On what the ESPN. Did, did, that that was back when, when uh, Jay did a little show with uh, that one gentleman on the, on the, oh. ba- on the Bassin show, too. Uh, I will say that that, is one of the, yes. that was one of the best things that got that didn't get continued somehow. That really nothing to do uh, with it, me. It, it was the it was it got continued. It's continued. Right. In, right. In, right. In the live show. But. It was raw and, and fun, and it was right up Jay's alley. And, and <laughs> it was a big part of that uh, early early years. But, uh, you know, it is, you know, you just – eventually you got to lay down the buggy paddle and the, and the steering wheel, you know. I mean – Yeah, somebody's got to be the coxswain. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Bowman says that like he lay down. He was swinging and getting <laughs> weapons and shooting people, and they still steamrolled him. Man. <laughs> hey, oh, yeah, Bowman, come on! I'm in, man. Oh, I knew. I told you I didn't want to come on this show because <laughs> we know each other too well. Come on, come well, back. I, 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 there's a lot of bass and knowledge here, and I want mm-hmm. to convey this to the bass fishing galaxy. This is a pop up show. It's a pop up show, guys. Keep keep I'm, keep that in mind. I I remember the war room. Now I was thinking loudmouth bass. I was. Is that what you're talking about? Like what? He, what the war room? I can't remember, but. Now I remember. I remember Kumar walking through the production area and, uh, you know, keeping yeah. us all abreast of, of what's happening and uh, it's all live stuff. That I remember that well. That was that was a great thing. Hey, you know, you remember Dave Mercer being on like five thousand cups of coffee, and he would monologue for like thirty minutes straight, and I was like looking for an opening that never showed up, but it was all good. Like he was really good. I know Bowman remembers that. Back in those days, you know, we had a we had a, a at like the Red River was the first one. And, yep, 2012, I think it was. Or had, was it? had like helicopters and and guys in boats taking ta- somebody catch a fish, and we'd take the tape out of the boat and run it to the stadium, and then they would play it on a monitor, and we would put the camera over the guy's shoulder and watching the fish catch. You you couldn't see it live, you know. It was like 10 minutes later, 20 minutes later, an hour later. Um, but that was cutting edge stuff, man. It was cutting edge stuff. It was a lot of fun just getting the tape, you know, 
Kumar, you never had to, 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 to actually coordinate something that's so difficult, you know? And so, yeah, I had a sour look on my face because the helicopter pilot five minutes longer than he should have. And the, and the boat driver stopped to get in the coach. And I'm like, come on, we got to, people want this stuff now. You see Bowman's right eyeball, man, it'll be twitching. Yeah. And then it would start expanding out of the socket a little bit when these problems were going on. That's bass and biz right there. That's what that is. That, that's what that is. Nolan, that's what, what you have to look forward to, Nolan. When you get to the Elite Series, Steve Bowman breathing down your neck about something, <laughs> and then somebody else coming <laughs> along and just making it a little lighter. But then Bowman comes back and gets you later. Hey, every- I'm lighter. Nolan, come on, buddy. <laughs> no, they fear they fear uh, Bowman on the elites. Like there's some sort of aura around him. Yes. Nolan. Yes, there is. Don't. Don't let Bowman kid you. I I know. I've like I've I've walked on I, I've walked on the uh, on the bass grounds and uh, and and I think yeah I think that uh, I think that uh, that Bowman thought I was a homeless guy in Detroit and uh, and, and he gave me a Bowman glare. It was like a <laughs> gleam. And I I, oh, I, I knew. On. Yeah, I knew. Well, I, knew. Hey, I don't mind being picked on, but I uh, I never thought you were homeless. I I thought maybe. You could. <laughs> Somebody You're picking on him by him <laughs> calling you homeless. My <laughs> classic Bowman. Man. Uh, anyway. Y'all are all welcome. Pete knows. Pete, Pete comes and hangs out with me every time I'm in the neighborhood. Jay, Jay does it. So. Trying. Uh, I'm going to change the subject. What is this? Does anybody fish one of these? I can't see it. Can anybody see it? Is that is that new or classic? It's a classic new. Oh, it's a top. I can see it's a prop bait now. Is you it see a the name? Gilmore, Gilmore maybe. Gilmore. It's not a jumper. It looks like a lucky thirteen with a prop on the back. I, I, yeah, I, I like your observation there, Bowman. Yeah. Have you ever seen one, Nolan? No. Yeah, they kind of stopped making them, but I think they're being revived. It's a that, like a Lucky 13 with a prop on the back? That's, that's, right. It's got a different name now. I can't remember, and they don't have it on the package. I don't memorize every single bait I've ever seen like Pat does. <laughs> uh, hey, Nolan, you know what a Whopper Flopper is? Yeah, I know what that is. Yeah. A Gilmore Jumper was the precuser to a Whopper Flopper. It just came out in like 79. So. Okay. Okay. It didn't have the it didn't have that much of uh, of a marketing budget. Bowman, this says Pelzer, Arkansas, P E L S O R. You yeah. know where that is? Yeah. Okay. Home of Gilmore tackle. Well, I guess they're still making them there. <laughs> uh, they, Dang they revelation! Got, if I remember right, and I could be wrong, forgive me, Gilmore, but I had thought that Norman uh, lures it. That taken over that, but maybe they didn't. And yeah. now Norman is owned by Fracto, so I don't know. They and there may have been a, a Gilmore family now that is that is uh, taking on some of those old older lures, which I hope they are. I'm I'm very surprised to see that. I'm gonna get everyone here one of these. Heck so yeah. Nolan, make sure you get Pat your address, and I'll send it All to right. you. I got yeah, the other guy. I'm gonna throw it. I'll throw that. Huh? One. I just caught some fish on a prop bait in Florida. I could use that thing. Kumar. This is, uh, I got to shout out uh, Buddy Mike. Not Mike Iconelli, different Mike. Set this. Pretty cool, isn't it, man? 
Very cool. Magic, Mike? Magic. Magic. <laughs> hey, uh, bass fishing season, it seems last year uh, it kind of left us, Jay, with uh, the essence of electronics in the air. And the essence. Yeah, the essence of electronics in the air. It's the like stank. Zoo. Yeah, the stank. <laughs> like in Zoolander, the essence of wetness. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean, Bowman? You know you know yeah. what I'm saying, Miner? You know what I'm saying, Gluzek? Yeah. Yeah, like, what is the deal, and how is that going to play out this year? I ask you first, Bowman, okay, Steve? I, I, how is the essence of electronics hmm. going to play? We may have already seen it happen with, um, with uh, Brian Schmidt's victory, right? Over we did. Our, yeah. I mean, uh, so... Talk to me about the essence of electronics, Bowman. Uh, you know, it's it's here to stay. I mean, it's not going going away. But uh, you know, the what what is being replaced by that, and 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 Nolan, really, you ought to uh, spend some time with with the oldest bass fisherman you can, and learn what you can from him. Because you know, our our from what I see, uh, I, I love electronics, just but not nearly like the 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 younger guys, but the actual fishing tournaments, the actual where your your experience and your intuition and and your getting involved in the game as as uh, Rick Clun used to put it, it yeah. th those things are going away. Uh, I don't. I think that we'll see some of that intuition and that kind of thing play out more this week and possibly at the Tennessee River, but then. I'll, but a lot of these events are straight up electronics events. And, you know, you don't see the fishing that you used to see that Larry Nixon was known for, that George Cochran was known for, Ricky Green, Rick Clun. Sure. Uh, you know, and, 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 I, and, I, and I fear that just by saying that out loud, that a large portion of your audience has no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> well, no, I, no think that, I, mean, I think they do. Go ahead. Yeah, John, John Cox is trying to show everybody exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah you're, he you're is right. showing everybody. You are right. Cox is a, you know, we used to uh, call our, uh, you, you know, you, you, you had a seven-foot rod on the deck of your boat for one reason and one reason only, and that was your debt finder. <laughs> I yeah. still do that sometimes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Deep enough. I use an eight footer. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Compensating, you know what I mean, Bowman. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. But I mean, I, I, there, there's a lot to that, and that's really kind of there's a beauty and poetry to that. Outside of this, let me put one and two and three together, and and this the actual going down a bank and and breaking that down without knowing anything other than what you can see and feel and, and use with your experience. I mean, those, you know, in, uh, when, uh, when the Chinese really take over and we don't have any electronics, you're going to wish you knew some of that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Hey, Nolan, I mean, you're getting ready to fish the opens this year. All right. And you're, you're coming from your college bass and experience. I got to ask you, where are you at in your electronics prowess right now? Where are you at with the knowledge of electronics? I am definitely not where I need to be. Um, I haven't messed with any of the live scope panoptic stuff yet. Uh, and the units that I used in college were actually pretty old. And so I wasn't getting that detailed of a picture. So I never like 
graft for fish. I could graft for brush, but besides that, I, I wasn't, wasn't on that level, but I still did pretty well. And I think that goes to show that you can do well without that. Like Cumberland, uh, where I won, um, second place was using panoptics. And I think they were saying if we pulled up on our spots and we didn't see fish, we didn't cast. Well, I didn't graft my spots. I just said that point has the right stuff on it. I'm going to fish it. I like that. I like it. I like it. Listen, I'll I'll say this, even though I'm pretty sure everybody else on this Zoom is 10 times the fisherman I am at least, but that will serve you much better than starting with great electronics and then trying to learn the rest of it. Yeah. Because all you do is learn to cheat and get by at those certain levels. But when you get to the big leagues, you won't be able to do it just on that. Am I right, Pete? Yeah, I, it's a great point, Jay. You, and and I heard Jacob Wheeler uh, make a comment that he's going to turn his electronics off or stop looking at it because he wants to get back to looking at the blue herons. Interesting. And, you know, taking his eyes up to do exactly what you're talking about, you know to get into that, you know, that component of, of fishing. And I, that's interesting. I, I'm, I don't know what's going to happen. You, you told, you call it the essence, Pat, I, it's, it's much more powerful than that. I just man. made it's that like, up. I don't know, man. It, it's, it's like a, a bomb, you know? Yes. The aura, the aura <laughs> of electronics. It's, it's changing and, and guys are using it. We just saw Schmidt use it shallow in grass where we thought that, kind of stuff was going to be handicapped in in the in the shallower grass but he was able to use it to to win even in in that habitat and um you know i've heard i've heard comments like you know the fish are already getting used to it so guys are having to morph how they're able to use it because even the suspended fish are becoming educated and starting to become more difficult to track with the forward sonar and 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 catch and isn't that the, nuts yeah because they're things are already starting yeah. to change so you know the beauty of it is how are how are the the top level guys going to be able to stay in front of it and you know continue to invent you know winning strategies and winning patterns um i heard greg hackney said this at uh one of our bass U seminars that it's never been a better time to be a bank angler i love that yes you know absolutely oh that the like the sonar and the mapping is just drawing everybody off the bank yep and 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 get i like i like how you said that that some of the the fish might already be getting accustomed to to Mm. to that that technology get and get this bowman i was I, i i'll drop a name here i was talking i told kumar about this i was talking with a uh a guy named roland morgan uh the other day He's an old bassin man. He did a TV show back in the day. Uh, his bud will dance and all those guys. And 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 uh, and, and and Martin fishes the the headwaters. And um, a phenomenon happened there in that place. Uh, um, Pete, as you know, headwaters opened up just in um, in November, right? Nolan Miner, you know that too. And Bowman, you know yep. that too. And and Roland was sneaking out there in his uh, in his canoe, in his kayak, and and just. Like jacking thirty-five pound bags, Bowman. Every time, <laughs> boom, boom, boom. And then in November, it opens up to bass boats, and it's like really good, okay. And it, but it started to decrease a little bit. 
And long story short, it was bass seeing the pressure. No one was eating the fish. The fish didn't go anywhere. It was pressure. And Roland found that by basically going out where he was catching them on spinner baits and chatter bugs before, and th he'd have to throw a weightless fluke or a Senko and can catch just as many fish. But the fish got smart, okay? It got, they got smart. So I got to go with you two gonzo journalists right here, Bowman and Kumar, and ask you an example of bass fishing history where you saw bass get smart before. And I ask you first, Kumar, and keep it in mind, Bowman, when did bass first get smart? You mean get smart to something? Yeah, like get smart something? to something in bass history, like a technique. Uh, uh, um, it, it basically, it have to be a technique. When did you see it happen? Hmm. I'll start with that. Yeah, oh, go, go ahead. Go ahead. I, 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 saw, I saw the resurgence of, of, as crazy as it seems, the, the jig. And, uh, wow. You know, I'm talking early 80s. You throw a jig anywhere, and it was to hell with electronics. Yeah, Bo Dowden, boom. You know, yeah, and then and then saw some of the same. Saw saw how, and some of this is angler attitude. I still think that the best bass fishing lure ever created is a spinnerbait. When was the last time you saw someone win a big tournament on a spinnerbait? Uh, and they'll still bite it, but it went to swim baits and, and yeah. now it's kind of coming back to spinner baits a lot. So I saw when the Carolina rig came on and, and, uh, in the nineties and, and how there was a lot of big time tournaments, a lot of big fish being caught. It's still being used today. But the old Jack usually. Chancellor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a, well, Jack Chancellor started it on the Arkansas river there, and, but, uh, Jim Nolan really kicked it off with my, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, <laughs> bags over at Rayburn, and uh, I remember that. Yep. You know, yeah. I mean, one of them jerked it out of his hand. I remember that on. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, and that's the thing that we had to remember. And this was the, the the debate that we would have when the Alabama rig came about. You know, bass or fish, any wild creature is going to. You know, they spend twenty four seven trying to figure out how not to get caught, you know, in, in our 24 seven, we're taking a nap or we're sleeping, we're eating, and we're trying to figure out how to get close to mama. Or we're trying to figure yeah. out how to work. We're not, we're not spending 24 seven, how to catch him. They gotta, they gotta, they gotta survive and they will adapt. We've seen these adaptations with, uh, bass, uh, with waterfowl, with, with every wild creature, really. They, they, they figure out how, their number one apex predator, the human being, is coming after them, and their their will to survive is stronger than our sometimes our will to catch. So yeah, and even though their brains are just like minuscule yeah. nothing, they, yeah. they they foil us every time like the Joker. Yeah, but they have that sense that God gave them, and, and that's what makes this a perfect sport. Is because there is I do believe that electronics will they will eventually um adapt to that more and uh you know you'll have i mean i can remember back in the day uh with with some of the plastic worm stuff and and you know larry nixon and roland martin were the kings of the plastic worm and and probably still would be if 
that was as much of a deal. Uh, but they would talk about like you throw a plastic worm, you know, you make your standard cast and, and, uh, they would tinker with different things to make a longer cast, Yeah, you know, because the fish were, they were figuring that out even right. back then. And so they would have to, they would have to use boat positioning and, and, and different weights, different, whatever to, to get a longer cast and to stay in the, in that water column longer or just to be further away from the boat. So yeah. kneeling and reeling ways to do that, but they will adapt. Hey, Hey, Nolan, I mean, do you, do you know who, uh, 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 Dr. Lauren Hill is Nolan minor. You know who he is? Oh yeah. I, I, I'm asking Nolan. I, and, uh, Bowman, I know you know Bowman. They got crying out. No, I don't know who that is. Okay, uh, Jay Kumar, tell tell uh, Nolan Miner who Doctor uh, Doctor Lauren Hill is. Well, I don't know if I could give you a bio on him, but he was involved in figuring out like what colors of uh, baits that you would use in certain water colors. You know, I think water temperature too, wasn't it? Yeah, I think color go selector. Ahead, Bowman. Yeah, the color selector. Yes, Where are you sir. going with it, Pat? I, I I think that um, if we think about this in the evolution of bassing, and and Pete, go ahead and jump in if you'd like. Uh, that like, okay, here's some experiences we had with electronics that were like very primitive, yet we spent time dipping a probe in the water. To tell us what color the bass could see the best. And I remember buying specific rebel lures and bagley lures and iridescent Easter egg colors to match the color selector. And and you know what? It would like it would be things like Roland Martin and Bill Dance and Jimmy Houston and and, and, and Ricky Green and these guys like showing us, Nolan, that like you 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 uh you got to look at this thing, and it'll tell you what color the bass eat. <laughs> you know, so Glusik, explain explain what you think about that evolution of bass fishing. How does that fit in? How does that fit into modern bass fishing today, or does it? Well, you know, it, you Brent, you brought up Jimmy Houston, and I want to go back to that for just a minute because he we, we were interviewing him, and uh, he credited his big his angler of the year success with burning a spinnerbait before anybody figured out yep. that burning a spinnerbait was a thing. And, and, um, they, the fish got educated to it and, you know, then it, it made it, it made it tougher on him. And, uh, you know, I've, um, one of the things that I'm, you know, I don't know if this answers your question exactly, Pat, but I see the guys that are on the cutting edge with the, the sonar, like Patrick Walters won two tournaments last year, and the guys that are just, you know, figuring it out early are, are, are making a name for themselves in this sport that, man, it's, it's, it's already done, man. It, it's like, they're, they're already famous, uh, with, <laughs> especially the work with Bowman's doing and, and Bassmasters does making guys famous. And, um, you know, I am, I am notoriously slow on the draw. Um, and I hate that about my fishing. I am like, I am so hard to convince that something is better. You know, it's a better tool. I had a chatterbait in my boat for two years before I threw it. 
<laughs> I, <laughs> Brian, a lot Brian, of us did. Yeah. A lot and of Brian us did. Brian Thrift had to win like $2.5 million on it before I said, okay, well, maybe <laughs> maybe I'll tie it on and make a cash. You know, I had, I had Senkos in my boat for two years uh, because I had I threw a shaky head and I couldn't, you know, you know, I didn't think that there was anything that could be more consistent than that, you know, so I'm trying, you know, as I, you know, continue fish, because I still love to compete, man. I still love to mix it up that, uh, you know, I think it's important and, and, you know, to get with this forward facing stuff and attack this new technology. It's a winner. I'm, I'm already with my Humminbird 360. I can't wait for the mega, um, you know, the mega live to come out and use this technology. So I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm jumping on it. I'm, I'm trying to do that as I move forward with, with all things. But I also, you know, I'm also savvy. I've been led down the wrong path. Like that lure that Kumar brought up there, you know, I'm like, come on, is this really going to catch fish for me? You know, the, the, the crazy stuff that wins at ICAST and I'm, you know, you start to get numb to that stuff. And that's why I've been so hard to convince, but I'm trying to keep Pete it open hard headed. No, <laughs> come on. Black Sanko. What? What? You learn. <laughs> I mean, I've had how many times of guy, dude, this is the best lure, the best color. This out, this will outfish everything that has ever come down the pike. And you spend two days with it, you can't, you know, and it's not the real deal. And it, I mean, look at the chatterbait for crying out loud. There's no weed guard. It's got a stupid metal lip on the front of it. There's no chance that lure is going to catch a fish. You know? You're right. No fishing, Pete. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm diving into the sonar, man. I'm on, I'm on board. I'm attacking that program. Wait, I want to I want to make a little distinction here. The, from what we're talking about, I think we're talking about a real narrow band of of bass fishing here. Like we're talking about the the best of the best guys. They're going to change all the time. They're fishing under way different circumstances than ninety nine percent of the guys who go out there and fish. Like True. even Bowman was saying, you know, the spinner bait was replaced by the swim bait. He's right, but you go down one or two tiers in, in the fishing world, you know, double A, triple A tournaments, they were still using a spinner bait and winning on it, yeah. you know, but it wasn't working for the elite guys. It wasn't just that it wasn't good, just the top guys. It wasn't a tool that worked for them in that environment necessarily. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of stuff that doesn't get the publicity but that's still going on. I, I guarantee you, you know, that guys are still fishing the same way they did 30 years ago on Lake of the Ozarks. You know what I mean? And still winning tournaments that way. Absolutely. So I, I'm not like, I'm not saying anything that anybody says is was wrong. I'm just saying that we're looking at a narrow band just because that's kind of the world most of us live in. You know, what do you want to say? So, now? Go. Uh, before we, uh, before we move on from the electronics thing, I actually, I didn't know if we were going to talk about this or not. Cause it's so, I mean, it's, it's pretty, pretty, uh, high stress stuff nowadays, but, um, I looked up, I went back and looked through just some stuff about the Alabama rig and when it was outlawed. And I know that we probably will never see any type of electronics being outlawed, but, um, so the reason the Alabama rig was outlawed with bass was because the 
committee or the board of anglers in the elite series who kind of make decisions and meet together and decide, you know, on controversial stuff like that. They said, we want to hold ourselves to a higher standard because this is the highest level of competitive bass fishing. Um, and so I have a quote actually, cause I was ready. I was like, Pat might bring this up. And if he does, I'm going to be ready. <laughs> so that what the angler said on the committee, he said, our events represent the highest level of professionalism in our sport. And I think as participants of these events, we should be held to a higher standard as well. And there was a distinction made by Tripp when this happened. He said, it's not that we disagree with this being used. It's just that in our competition, we don't want it being used because our guys don't want that because it's, you know, it's, it can cause such a, you know, a drastic change in the outcome of events uh, compared to if it wasn't in existence. And I think that, I don't know, you could literally go back and like read stuff about an Alabama rig. And if you just put like front facing sonar on there, like they would read the same. Interesting. Yeah. Good point. If you know Good what I mean. You, like, man. I love that. Wow. Steve, has there ever been any other lure other than an Alabama rig that we, the guys have not been able to use over the years? Well, now you can't use a donkey rig or, or a front runner and that kind of because of that. But uh, I think the thing with the Alabama rig and, and the difference between the Alabama rig and, and the electronics are is that there's still a level of work involved in using electronics. There's still a level of, of knowledge and, and homework, that kind of thing, to, to put yourself on the right spot. I think what scared them about the Alabama rig was a guy could just go out and just fling it wherever. And he's going to catch, you know, five big ones that, that, uh, are going, you know, without knowing that, I mean, you know, they like going to a, a point, they like going to a drop, they like going to a, a pocket or, or whatever and, and targeting fish. And, and they didn't feel like that they, that most of the folks were doing that on the Alabama rig. I'm not, I'm not saying that's the case for me. Because it was that was that because was, the Alabama rig was good at targeting suspended fish, target otherwise kind target, of uncatchable. Fish to catch, which okay. is all those guys that taught me how to fish. You know, uh, one of the first thing I can still hear Ricky Green saying, you know, is that you are catching ten percent of the fish. A hundred percent of bass anglers are fishing for ten percent of the fish in a specific lake. So when we would have these discussions like on the Alabama rig, I was like, you know, we just, we just opened up the percentage yeah. from 10 to 20 or 30, but, but it was still uncomfortable for those guys that, you know, uh, Paul Elias was going to make a lot of money on the Alabama rig and, and, um, Van Dam probably wasn't going to make a lot of money on the, on a square bill. Maybe, I don't know. Uh, but I mean, you got to think of it in those terms yeah. and, and, uh, and it did scare them. I mean, and I think that, uh, I think that the live scope scares them. Uh, you, you knew how many guys, uh, got fired last year for yeah. using it's the a live big deal. Scope, uh, because they, they're like, I got to have it to compete. And, and they were with, with competing companies and, um, you know, it, St. Clair, it won at the St. Lawrence, it won. And obviously at Fort, uh, it won. And, 
those those things are that takes away from that that whole idea of what a lot of folks think bass fishermen should do and and um you know with with a, with an alabama rig the right or wrong uh and but i think that that the same point that we made about the electronics earlier about the fish adapting to it that a lot of a lot, lot of them have adapted to the alabama rig you know and it's true and, oh i i, I see it nearly as, we see we see yeah, it out yeah. in the water so I, I got talking about evolution and adaptation. I got to ask Pete Glusick this: has has electronics killed pattern fishing, Pete? You you know, and I I think it has changed things a little bit, but it comes down to Nolan shook his head. No, I li- I like that. By the way, yeah, I, it's like you know the guys. Like the guys that have been fishing for 20 years have all this experience and you've seen all these things and electronics is shortcutting the new guys, right? They're able to get to that same area quicker, but I still feel like the guys that have that experience, once they master the new electronics can still utilize all that knowledge, all that pattern fishing knowledge, all that decision-making that they've been cultivating for years. They just have to, adopt this new tool and and figure out how to use it like when when you see those little white dots and how they're relating to your lures and you know how you've seen that happen so many times in different scenarios you know in clear water and you can make adjustments with your presentations uh that you're going to have to make to to get the bigger fish and uh to to make things happen so uh, I think it's, it's, it's morphing. It's changing. It's just, it's a new tool. It's, it's a very interesting tool, but I, I still, eventually it's going to come down. It like, it always does between the ears is who wins the tournament, you know, okay. who makes the best decision, who can he- handle the pressure the best. Um, you know, that it's, it, it always comes down to that. I feel Once you, everybody gets up to snuff on on all the new stuff. It's uh, putting them in the boat. Be between ears. Putting them in the boat. Mm-hmm. By, yeah, by this, this go might ahead, sound Ginge. nuts. Hold oh, on, hey, go. hold on one second. Uh, uh, a different media outlet was, had a question today. Do you think we'll see limits of how many graphs on a vessel in a competition? <laughs> oh, I mean, you got two or three <laughs> at the council. Something. You got two or three at the yeah the bow. Yeah. Are we going? I know it was. It was asked in a different media outlet today, but it was just an interesting question. Okay, yeah, absolutely, it is. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, yeah that that uh, I, that just uh, that that could help pattern fishing, maybe, right, Pete? Yeah. Well, the, the, <laughs> the more graphs you have, yeah, the, the modern bass boat is just a tool to float your electronics. You know, <laughs> it's and, a big and, tackle box. To be to be totally real about this too, like the amount of money being made by the, the electronics companies. And the anglers making by representing these companies, I don't think they'll ever let any kind of a ban happen. They won't even talk about it. It's, it it's I didn't want to say it because of that. I wasn't going to mention that side of it, but yeah. That's well, why it's not going It's anywhere. a talk oh, show. You just did, Nolan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so is that why pattern Price fishing point. is not dead, Nolan? Because why is it not dead? Why is pattern fishing not dead? And why is electronics not killed it? I'll answer that. Uh, go ahead. You go ahead, Nolan. Um, well, I mean, how we've been talking about how fish adapt to stuff. It's like how 
on the Tennessee river. Now the ledge fishing is not what it used to be. The guys talk about like, it's good when they first get out there on those ledges, but they get fished so hard out there that the fish eventually they get really smart and they also disperse. And so you end up fishing other stuff. So I hope, cause I'm not really an electronics guy. I hope that eventually that same thing will kind of happen with the front facing sonar that the fish will just, you know, figure it out like they have with the other stuff. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. Jay, go ahead. I felt like I, I, I interrupted you actually. You did. I'm never coming on the show again. <laughs> you hear him, Bowman? I'll be back if he won't be. <laughs> Go ahead, Jay. Yeah, no, I'm, you know, I don't think, I think for like at least 20 years, everybody knew coming into the sport is focused on the GPS function, you know this spot, that spot, I found that spot, my buddy gave me that mark, whatever it is. And they miss, they miss everything between the spots, man. You know, they miss it. Or if they don't graph a boulder or some other sexy piece of structure where they immediately see fish on it, they miss everything. You know, and you hear guys on the tours now saying that if they can slow down and just fish an area thoroughly, they're like much more likely to do well in a tournament, you know? Right. And I, I think that's what, I think that's what a lot of people are missing now. They're, they're going spots and spots and spots. And then they have, you know, they get goo goo eyes looking at, I, cause I've done it. I'm looking at the live scope and I'm, I'm so engrossed in what I'm seeing. I forget to actually have my bait in the water. <laughs> okay. Whereas exactly. if you're going down a bank, you can't make that mistake. You can't make it. You always have to have your, bait in the water and you know so and then pattern fishing is it doesn't work on every lake it doesn't work on every lake in every season you know doesn't work in every tournament necessarily but um and all these guys know that better than me but you know i, I would say like pattern fishing never goes away it's just do, do people pay attention to it do they understand it do they really understand it i want to plug uh, bass you because from that you can understand exactly what's going on rather than just relying on a three thousand dollar graph on the bow of your boat to tell you what's going on it has no <laughs> yeah. intelligence you know what i mean it has no fishing knowledge you you have it like pete said between the ears and that's why i said nolan i mean dude if you know, the longer you can get away without relying on that box, the better off you are relative to everybody else. I, I totally, I'm, I'm not giving it advice. I'm in no position to give advice, but that is my feeling from watching for, you know, several decades now about how things have gone. And, and I heard from somebody the other day, I can't remember which lake that bass were already somehow getting wise to live scope bass around brush piles. I don't know if it was the, you know, the somehow the sonar was triggering him or the boat position or the boat running up and stopping or the exact presentation every time. But the fish have already gotten wise to it. You know, it's it happens. It'll happen. You know that that's that's absolutely nuts. I mean, and then again, another example of of, of conditions, man. Hey, uh, speaking of conditions, conditions change in bass fishing and houses change in bass fishing and um fox sports is the new house for uh for Bassmaster. what tell me about that bowman what's the deal are you guys excited oh man 
just totally and completely excited. And, and you got to know that, and Kumar knows this well. I mean, you know, our background for forever was with ESPN, but, um, and, and I love ESPN. I still watch basketball and football and, and that kind of thing on, but that's what they did. And, and, uh, they, they were, Although that once they bought bass, they were open to some things like loudmouth bass and and so forth. Uh, you know that slowly went away, and and really, uh, Bassmaster was the only non-traditional sporting thing that you would see on ESPN. And uh, you know, and they they put us in that box, and they pretty much kept us there, and we were there for thirteen, fifteen, twenty hours, whatever it was. And now we've got we've got this thing with Fox sports and, and they, they want to be more and bigger. And, and we've got all these hours for, for this season. And, and I, you know, I don't want to jinx it, but I, I just feel like that that's going to be a lot more than, than the original published hours. I mean, I, 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 we just kind of feel like they're willing to willing to grow with that. So uh, that's been, that's, that's the most exciting thing for us is that, you know, we've got a, We've got a partner that, that is uh, willing to grow and, and put us in a, in a in a great spotlight and and in a lot a lot of homes. You know, this same amount of homes we were in, and uh, but uh, for more hours. I'm yeah, I'm looking forward to the extended live coverage. I mean, let's yeah. let let's be real and yeah. And, and uh, with all, can and, we go to sleep soon? Because I just want to wake up. And watch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, sure I'm ready. <laughs> and, and, I'm having fun though. And, yeah, and um, and yeah, way to go, right? <laughs> and the uh, and and I'm also uh, um, there's in the new uh, National Professional Fishing League too kicking off. There's a lot of live coverage there. A lot of live coverage with the uh, Tackle Warehouse Tour, and of course Bass Pro Tour uh, coverage. There's more live coverage this year than ever and uh, and that's what's that's what's cool for uh for a, for a bass fishing fan um yeah you remember we didn't know any of this back in the day when kumar came on the scene and had a ponytail <laughs> uh, he looked like he was homeless gonzo uh, but i mean you know we we wouldn't get this news i mean i i can remember you know dean rojas catching the big stringer at, at toho um, we got that news through the grapevine that night. And then we would sit around and wait for 24 hours to know if he even caught a keeper the next day. Isn't that and, something? You know, and then you step back another 10 years and then you, you'd have to wait till somebody got home to find out who won the tournament. You know? <laughs> Could you imagine that, Nolan Miner? You're having to wait around like that? Yeah. I mean, you'd wait till the Bassmaster magazine came out. Oh and, my gosh! You know, I mean, to to see who won that tournament, what it was won on, and and if you wanted to watch the the classic show, which was pretty much what was the only thing on television at the time, it'd be six months. You know, six months after the fact, maybe nine months in some cases. Oh, you know, I remember, I you know, remember. Steve. Sit there. Oh, I got it. By then, you knew who won, and uh, I mean now it's up to the minute, and and I'm you know really excited and love the fact that that we're able to do those things heck yeah and love it i uh i think but before we we conclude our little derb talk here i gotta i gotta ask you um jay kumar when i think of derbs i think a race scott and forest wood i think of those two guys 
Ray Scott and Forrest Wood. For some reason, in, in my childhood Bassin memory, um, that, that's who's embedded there. So I ask you, Kumar, if you could... Dis- I never met Ray, Scro- Ray Scott, so could you disca- describe Ray Scott to me, Jay? Like, describe him, his personality to me. I can't wait. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I don't think it's anything you wouldn't expect. The guy's larger than life, outward, you know, just just one of those guys. You know, he lights up the room when he walks in. He's the automatic center of attention. He tells everybody sits down and they're all like looking at him and he tells one of a hundred stories he's got in rotation. You know, and <laughs> like a good DJ. Yeah, man. I mean and you know what? I, I'm sure like Bowman, Pete, I don't know if you knew him at all or spent time with him, but you know, you've, I'm sure you heard the same story a minimum of five times, you know, and each time it was great. <laughs> you know, it was, it was fantastic. <laughs> you know, it didn't lose anything in the telling every time. And, and, uh, I love, I wanted to say loved, but Ray is still around. I just yeah. hadn't seen him for a while, but I, I love Ray I, and I'm grateful to Ray. Yeah, I I, I met yeah. Forrest. I had some great experiences with Forrest, but ne- but never Ray Bowman. Tell me about Ray Scott's personality. Ray Scott is uh, was the um, he could be described as a carny barker. Um, <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely a salesman, but yeah. as Jay, Jay touched on, Ray's. Best talent, and I and I think this is the same talent that Jerry McInnes had. Um, his best talent was he was an incredible storyteller, and and he understood how to tug at your heartstrings, make you laugh, make you want to pull your wallet out of your by telling you a story. And so, if you ever went to those early classics where he was the the MC, he he had a story for every angler that came in. Didn't matter if it was fiction or nonfiction. He had a story. I mean, I don't know how many times he rode out and went in the gold medal and the javelin throw or something. <laughs> That's outstanding. But, they were not always nice stories, but, though. Yeah, but, but I mean, he would make you would be waiting to hear the end of the story, and and he just had you. He just grabbed you with that and and had you, and that's how he built bass is he could tell those stories and, and get guys like Roland Martin and Bill Dance and, and uh, Jerry McKinnis to go on these tours and they would just get in the room and tell those st- and people fell in love. And that's really what that's it boils amazing. down to. It's amazing. You know, hey, hey, Bowman, Kumar, Gluzik, imagine this. And not leaving you out, Nolan, but imagine if Ray Scott had social media. Imagine <laughs> that. Could you imagine that? <laughs> no, I couldn't. <laughs> Ray Scott was a product of his time. Uh, and, and and the time for Ray Scott would not be today. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. Okay. I got gotcha. you. His he was, his he was extremely political. Uh Ray was. Uh, Courageous, he, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. He he took sides and and man, he he got the fishermen behind it. So any fisherman cause, he he was quick to rally all of us and uh he had an edge to him. <laughs> There's no doubt. He, you, you, you would be, he would offend you, but you would be laughing somehow, you know, or enjoy the story. But I, I just want to, 
I, I had the privilege of coming across the weigh-in stage with him for the first few years of my career. He, you know, he was the MC at my first classic and, uh, he, he's a powerful force for me, just getting excited about this crazy sport. There's, there's no doubt, man. I, I wanted Ray Scott to be, you know, weighing, weighing my fishing. And it was, it was, it was pretty cool when it happened, you know, and, uh, yeah, it's awesome, man. He's, he's, he's Heck, a, yeah. Incredible, incredible force in the sport, no doubt. By the way, there's any any of you guys recognize this? That's the Kershaw Kersh whistle. whistle. Yes, that's yeah. Brian's whistle. Yes, Brian yep. Kershaw. Yes, sir. That's right. We were uh we were just cleaning up some stuff. I found this. I gave one, one of these to Jake, but uh it's freaking awesome. Reminds me of Ray Scott and uh Brian Kirchel, and uh I just yeah. thought I'd do a little show and tell. Well, let me let me add something about Ray that that I think a lot of people miss because he was a carny barker, he was a salesman, and he was Ray was Ray, but Ray was serious, and he was serious about <clears throat> bass fishing. You know, not many people can say that they filed two hundred and seventy two lawsuits in one day versus. <laughs> uh, I'm totally serious versus wow. corporations that were polluting the water in the United States. That's amazing. Ray did that. Mm -hmm. uh, I have a, a good friend in Mississippi that uh, grandfather was the head of the Mississippi game and fish. And, and back in the day, they had a tournament at Ross Barnett. It was the first catch and release tournament. And the Mississippi game and fish did not want them to release the fish back in uh, the lake. And uh, so they set up a deal. They're going to put these fish in a, in a pen and everything else. And it starts getting a little contentious and everything else. And they showed up with uh, folks to to take those fish and, and and clean them. And Ray stood in between them and those fish with a baseball bat. Wow. Now, okay. A lot of people don't know that. But I mean, it, he 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 was he was serious about what he was trying to achieve. And that's serious. I mean, those little things, yeah, that's a true story. Those uh that's Buford T. Pusser stuff, damn right? Right, there. it was. And, yeah. and Ray Scott was he was like, We're gonna do this. We're not going to hurt. We're going to help your fishery and, and you're going to, you're going to like it, you know, standing there with a baseball bat. I love that. Don't you love that Kumar? I Did anybody else guy. see Bowman's face change when he told that story? Yeah. Like he was so far into it. He was ready to take a baseball bat to somebody himself. <laughs> he was walking I carried, tall. I carried but... one in my, on my bass boat for years. Yeah. He was going to go <laughs> Billy Jack on him. He went all Billy Jack. So do you uh, see you know, Nolan? You see what a pussycat Bowman is? <laughs> he was a serious man. He was a great man. Uh, man. Yeah, man. Hey, um, Check this out uh, again, but and we're gonna we're gonna wrap up tournament discussion and move on. But uh, I, I got to talk about this. Um, another huge, huge uh, presence in bass fishing tournaments. We would be amiss if we did uh, not mention the presence of um, of Johnny Morris in the game, and um, and Pete. Uh, I mean, I know 2021 is a is a new deal, and there's a and and, and tell me a little bit. I I gotta I gotta kind of say I, I admit i don't know too much about the big open derb that's happening i kind of went dark and went fishing in florida for a while and and wasn't paying attention to stuff and forgive me for not knowing but there's what's the big johnny morris open derb and you said hey pat you want to talk about it tonight and i don't know too much about it so what's you up mean the you mean the closed derb oh yeah closed derb not <laughs> okay <laughs> no, I, I honestly forgive i heard me. about the uh the tournament, I was super excited about it. 
Um, you know, one of the guys that comes on our show, Epic Eric. Yeah, I you, love Eric. Yeah, you know Eric. You yeah. were on the show with him. Absolutely. Um, you know, and his big dream is to have a big time team tournament. Uh, and so many guys I fish with, uh, uh, JK and or work with, and they love the team tournaments, Riz, and I love them too. There's just something special about a team tournament when you're working together. It's so much fun when you're catching them, you know, and when you're not catching them, you can cuss each other up and down. And <laughs> yeah. Do. It's always their but, fault. Yeah. <laughs> you got somebody <laughs> to blame, uh, you know, but it, it, I was thrilled when that, when that came out and I, I was like, wow, this is great for me. I, I really look forward to participating, but um, yeah, but it, it had, a, it has a lot of restrictions on what you can, and you, you know, who can, and it, 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 it was weird. I felt like I almost, Felt like it was a, you know, like the professional angler was just booted out of the open, um, you know, with they made up rules for who's a pro and who's not that I don't, you know, I wish I wish I could participate, but I can't. And, um, you know, but it, I love the concept. I'd love to see somebody come out with a, a defensible team tournament trail, big time tournament trail where you can, you know, fish for some, you know, boats and money and. And, um, hey, you know, I would hey, love Pete, to see that too. Pete, you know who can compete in it? Nolan, Kumar, and Bowman. There you go. Yeah. They can all compete in this. So actually, I think we're on to something. It's so, a million dollars. It's I a mean, million it's a dollar cool. derb. Man, and I, I went in. Yeah, I, I know, but Pete, you're gonna have to be a coach. You're a dean. You're gonna have to accept part of the winnings and accept your yep. ro- your role as a coach. We're gonna legitimize yep. this this sport. We're gonna first off, we're pairing up Kumar and Bowman. They're they're the they're the dream team right there. Oh boy, uh, yeah. Oh boy, in this thing, in in uh, Bowman, who gets trolling motor first? Uh, there's only gonna be one guy running the trolling motor in that boat. Okay. okay. <laughs> there's no or there's no second. There's just one first. That'd be. <laughs> <laughs> and um now here's uh, a t- well, I'll yeah. be dragging a Senko out the back the whole time. <laughs> uh, so Co- Coach Glusick, um, I am going to give you the option to pick a teammate for Nolan Minor uh or let Nolan pick the uh non professional teammate well, himself. One second. Uh like Pete was saying, Pete, Coach Pete, you gotta get me a kind of boat that I can use to participate. Because I can't participate in the one. That- uh, yes. Oh, yes. there's another got- criteria, apparently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to be one of those White River boats uh, to compete in the tournament. So we will get you hooked up. Okay. Nolan. We, I guarantee, we got the connections at Bash U. We get, we'll, we'll find, we'll find. I guarantee you, there's a partner out there that would love to have you in, in the boat. We're talking about so, a million bones, a million yep. bucks. Yeah. Yep. No, no doubt. They're going to be here in the Chesapeake too, in my backyard. Uh, that was really cool. I'm, I'm certainly going to watch and see, you know, who catches them. Well, now you it. have a chance to live vicariously through Nolan Minor and through through Bowman and Kumar, yeah, and coach them in this yep. journey for, for a million dollars. Well, for those that uh, are able to fish it, I am available on the open market for coaching <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> For a percentage of the million dollars, we'll get something worked out. <laughs> that, was a, that was an amazing commercial right there. <laughs> there is nothing in the rules that doesn't say that you can't FaceTime someone the entire time you're on the boat. Yeah, Coach Glusick. You're yeah. like the Bobby Knight of Bassin is what you're going to be. 
<laughs> throwing yeah. stuff everywhere. I, I can see that. I can see that. I, I like yeah, I like the coaching live part, scope, Jay. The live scope and then the glue zack right next to you. Oh yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Like an aqua view of Gluzik's face. Yeah. Don't throw the chatterbait, guys. That's a stupid lore. <laughs> <laughs> or the Sanko. It'll never work. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Um I, I, you know, tournament bassin, it's exciting. I'm excited for the Bass Masters to happen. I'm excited for Tackle Warehouse Tour to kick off on the big O. Um I, I guess we got to get in here. I got to ask you, Nolan, because it's such an important part of the state of the Bass Galaxy right now. Nolan, I ask you, what do you like seeing on social media about bass fishing and what do you dislike seeing? So what do you like seeing about bassing and what do you dislike seeing about bassing on social media? Um, I like seeing stuff that is organic as possible. So I, you know, um, that's a, just, that's a very cliche word, see, by the way, organic. If I, if I can see like one of these professionals, just when he's out fun fishing, like doing his thing, he doesn't have a bunch of money on the line. He doesn't have, uh, you know, sponsors. He has to appease at the time. He's just out doing his thing. Like, you know, sometimes you and fighter and, uh, and Matt are out there and you guys are just having a good time. I like seeing stuff like that. Cool. Okay. That's all fake. Yeah, we sta- we stage that. We have a group of writers. In fact, one of them is Steve Bowman that writes all that for us. Steve Bowman and James Overstreet write all that. Yes. Oh, that hey, would be good. Yeah. Hey, well, hey, Bowman, do you know Overstreet is our Uncle Jesse in the upcoming Proper Bassin Man show? He's our narrator. That's a true story. Who is yeah. that? That uh, that's that's old uh, James Overstreet. He takes pictures. He captures. Yeah, he captures people's souls with his camera. Yeah. Does he's he is a soul stealer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Best. Well, I, I back on target here and on track. Nolan, what do you uh, <laughs> what do you like? Uh, what do you dislike uh, uh, to see on social media about bassing? I dislike. Um, there's a lot of stuff floating around on YouTube that kind of grinds my gears. That the younger generation of potential proper bassin men are seeing, and it's just misinformation, or they're looking up to people who aren't teaching them the right things or, you know, they're not, they might think that they learned something, but really it's not going to benefit them. And that's, that's tough for me to watch. Well put. Yeah. Well, very well. Now I know why Nolan is on the show right now. (laughs) And Kumar, (laughs) very astute. I did not put him up to that. I promise. I, I like how you think. I like how you think Nolan and, um, in, in, in giving props where, proper bassin is due is a big part that might be missing um from social media would you agree or disagree with that bowman i would agree with that i mean i think that there's a lot of things that are that are missing there and i was listening to to nolan talk and and i'm like i i know who his perfect partner is for this million dollar tournament all of a sudden tell us James Overstreet. James Overstreet. And I'm totally serious. Oh if my James gosh. Overstreet was your age, you would be competing against him. I mean, he he's good. He's a good. He is a damn good fisherman. Oh, he I is. I don't know how good he is, but you he's, put him in. The he's of your a boat. better crappie fisherman than uh, Wally Marshall. Did you know that? <laughs> wow. Yeah. Big I'm statement not, I made. Big statement. That's tall. <laughs> tall. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Sorry. Overstreet is the crappie king. 
in my book. Well, he, he, he's good at that too, but, but he'd be, he'd be fantastic on table rock with, uh, with that Cinco. <laughs> he, he is the Cinco man. He will wear your butt out. <laughs> nice, nice and steady. That's my guy. Nice and steady. Huh? Nice and steady. What kind of boats are you riding? Well, I mean, he's, he may have a, he may have a bass tracker. Yeah. He know. got one of them. He got an old yeah. Triton laying around. He got all kinds of stuff. That's over we'll cheap. We'll he's got, on, he's right. got a boat yard. He got a boat yard. Yeah. That's a perfect match. I like it. It would, be. it would be a good match, I think. I mean, you know, old and young and uh, wise and smart and, and uh, redneck and not so redneck. <laughs> well, well cultured. There it is. So, hey, we always hear people like complain about what they don't like seeing or 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 let's put it this way, not complain, but maybe point out. But we never tell people how to fix things or educate people on maybe a correct way to promote yourself or a correct way to teach things. And I have to ask um, the teacher himself in the group, the Dean of the bunch, Dean Wormer. Um, <laughs> me. So Pete, I mean, what is, what would be a correct way for someone to give homage to the original techniques or, or where techniques come from when they are teaching via social media. How could you do that? How, 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 what's a way to present yourself? In other words, to not take credit for a technique to give credit where credit is due. How could you do that? Well, I mean, obviously you can certainly just, you know, verbalize it on social media and let people know how that technique came into your hands and how you learned it. I know at, you know, what, what I do at Bash U is I get the guys that are at the cutting edge of individual techniques. And I, I want those people to be teaching about the things that they're super comfortable at, that they, they have been able to elevate themselves above the rest. Um, and we've got a, We've got an entire model on, on how to, how to teach a particular technique so that an angler is has his best possible chance to go out and duplicate that you know when he's out there all by himself you know and you know how we all can get lost out there so uh, we i go to painstaking efforts to select guys and select their topics uh so that the credibility is there and you know the knowledge is there and then and then the teaching model is such that it's conveying the message to these guys I like um, in a way that they can do it again, do it themselves. You know, it's a big part of what we do. It's a huge part of what we do. I like know? I like how you tied Pete, that in. Pete, you, you nailed it. The answer is yeah. direct people on how to get the proper information. Thank you, Ryan. Bash University. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bassmaster Magazine. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much. Proper sources. Proper sources. All right, guys, I know tomorrow's a big day for the whole Bass Galaxy. Uh, tournaments abounding, but we would be amiss if we did not play um, a little uh, a little fun stew and giggles dumplings uh, uh, straight cast style. So, uh, what, Andy, what do you want to do? What, where, where can we go? Where do you want to take these guys? Let's, let's, let's take them on an adventure. Where are we taking them to? What do you think, Andrew? Or give me some ambiance, some essence of. Yeah. Big party night, yeah. It's a big eve. We're going to a crawfish boil. Heck yeah, guys. Let's go to the crawfish boil and 
We get to know each other. What do you think, Kumar? <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> All right. Can you play that, Jay? I could if I had both eyes shut and I was in the dark, I think, probably. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. I like his style. He can drop the boogie. Jay Kumar. Wham, dibba, bam, ba, bam, da, bam, drop the boogie. Hey, uh, Jay Kumar, my, uh, these are rapid-fire questions, gentlemen. You ready? Rapid-fire questions. I'm going to start with you, Jay Kumar, at the crawfish boil. And, uh, Jay Kumar, you answer this. Fill in the blank. I am a proper Bassin man because... I was born that way. I was born that way. I love, I <laughs> nice. love, the, I love the answer. I love, I the love answer. it, too. Hey, uh, <laughs> Nolan Miner, I bass fish because... Because I love catching bass. I love catching bass. <laughs> <laughs> Heck yeah. Hey, Bowman, the first lure you fell in love with. Spinnerbait. Spinnerbait. Heck yeah. Ricky Green, Arkadelphia, Arkansas, bell bottom <laughs> pants. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, Pete Glusick, are you more fond of your knot or your Senko? <laughs> <laughs> that question was crafted for me yes specifically um, <laughs> the Sen the senko no question it revolutionized fishing okay okay it, deal. it sure did molded after a big pen would you believe I, that i do like my knot yeah, I, and your knot is very. You found your special purpose in your knot. Yeah, the knot I, and the senko kind of go together. Yeah, they do. Yeah. They do. Pete, do you do you know Pete's special purpose, uh, Bowman? I have no idea, but I would love to hear that. Yes, <laughs> it's like, what's it, what was the character's name in the jerk? Uh, Naven Johnson. Maven Johnson. Yes, special purpose. Nathan R. Johnson. Nathan R. Johnson. Johnson. Excuse oh, me. Yes. Yeah. Why do they not like this phone book? What were they? <laughs> He hates these cans. He hates these cans. He hates these cans. Things are going to start happening to me now. <laughs> uh, Nolan has no idea what's going on right now. <laughs> Go watch The Jerk, Nolan. Thank you later. The Jerk with Steve Martin. All I need is this remote control. Anyway, uh, hey, uh, Nolan, who's the first pro angler you remember seeing on TV? Woo Daves. Woo Daves. Wow. Nice. Excellent answer. I like that. Tell me about that. That's going to take more than a short answer. When I was really little, we had some, I think they were Bassmaster shows on a cassette tape, you know, that I would watch. And Woo Daves was definitely a big player in those. Gotcha. Gotcha. Hey, Kumar, the first fishing commercial you remember seeing on TV. It's probably, I don't know if this is true, but the one I remember is Forrest Woods standing in a cut-up boat on oh, the water. Yeah. I remember that. Oh, yeah, yeah, with the flotation showing and all that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. How about you, Bowman? What's the first fishing commercial you remember? You know, I, I, uh, I, I'm totally blank there, to be honest with you. I mean, I, there's been some that I thought were really good, Um I, uh, I, but when he said Forest Wood in the, in the cutout, I mean, that was probably one of those original deals. And then I remember Earl Bentz and Ray Scott doing the, drinking the coffee and putting it on the front deck and running across 
late oh, and talking about how yeah, smoothing it was. I forgot about that one. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah. hey, Pete, remember the remember one of my tell me if you remember this, Glusic. The the uh the pissed off wife with the ugly stick in the dishwasher, just slamming the heck out of the thing. Remember that one? Remember <laughs> that one too. Yeah. yeah. You are not going <laughs> fishing today. <laughs> hey, uh, Nolan, what's a song that makes you think of bass fishing? Probably just anything from the playlist they would play at uh, the college bass tournaments in the morning. Well, give me an example. I don't know I, what that is. In a Gata Devita? I don't know. What? Uh, I really can't even think of one off the top of my head. But basically, they've got a bunch of songs they play. And like sometimes when I, you know, I'm in the car and I hear one of them, it kind of brings me back. It's kind of nice. Do you like that but, one that goes, Y'all ready for this? Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> Uh, Kumar, what song makes you think of bass fishing? Think of bass fishing? Yeah. Ugh. Oh. <laughs> that doesn't make me think of bass fishing. That makes me think of playing some guitar. Uh, I would say, who is that guy, Bowman Green, somebody Green? Not Ricky Green, but there was a guy who sang at, at one of the early classics. Oh, Lee Greenwood. Lee Greenwood. Well, I'm proud uh, to yeah, be an American and I'm on bassin' days. And I'm going bassin' because I love bassin' and bassin' kicks off tomorrow. God bless Lee Greenwood and bassin' and Bassmaster and all that stuff. Dude, yeah. that's exactly what it was like. I was at a classic. Yes. Like Bowman Head said, um, said with the long-haired Yankee kid i go there and everybody's like oh lee greenwood's gonna sing and i was like who i never heard of the guy you're like engelberg i was the only guy in that stadium who had never heard of lee greenwood <laughs> it was hilarious and then after that jay kumar was taking two-step lessons bowman you see him achy breaky dancing everywhere and he ends up in a ding all kinds of stuff going on hey pat i got i got music for you so okay go ahead the the music that they use for the classic, it's like they, I don't know, they just, if you hear it, you would know it. But yeah. I was, I think about this a lot. I hope they never change it because it makes me feel the same way every time I hear it. Cause I've been there, I've been to a couple of classics and it just, it's, it captures this essence you're talking about. And like, if one day I make it to a classic, I want it to still be that music. Yeah. I don't want it to change. Yeah. Now is this the music, the, like the Bob Cobb era music yeah. or is there new music? Peak Lusick. On the Hudson River. Right now, Lake Martin, 1999. Peak Lucic Champion on the Bassmasters. I, I just remember that 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 orchestrated music. Da, da, you yeah, know, that. Bob Cobb coming on. I mean, that's that the TNN network, you know, watching the show. Couldn't wait for the show to come on. What's the new what's the music now, Steve? What are they playing now? I'll tell Mike not to change it. Yeah. <laughs> There's only one fishing song that I know. I don't know the title of it, and all I can do is whistle it. So Go ahead. Yeah, we're listening. Is it a Casey Ashley song? Oh, that's the... Uh, Andy Griffith. That's the Andy yeah. Mayberries. Yeah. That's, Andy Griffith all the way. No, man. that's Hank Parker. The car needs yeah, washing. There you the go. roof needs mowing. Mow the roof. He goes on fishing. He goes by Ben Matlock now. Yeah. 
<laughs> yes. These are famous songs. That's what I'm talking about. I still feel that Orlando Wilson had yeah. the best. Oh, yeah. You got oh, that yeah. up, Andy? Absolutely. He, he did. You ready, Kumar? You ready for this yeah. one? Orlando yeah. Wilson. You know what he's up to? He's hitching the boat onto the back of his truck. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> He hitched that boat onto the back of his truck. There it is. He I called that friend and said, let's go try our luck. I can't go. I'm going fishing with Bowman, man. Me and Bowman got plans, son. Watching the Orlando Wilson fishing Damn straight. Dude, what? We, we, we got to bring this stuff back for crying out loud. It's we just great. did. We are. No, I mean, you know, somebody's got to have... Uh, a show that has this kind of music. <laughs> oh, it's Let's coming. It. Oh, it, it's album, called The Adventures dude. of the Proper Bassin' Man. It, it's in the works. Kumar. You can all sign up for Bass You and pay you my money if I hear a song like that every time I log on to it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm calling Tom T. Hall right now. <laughs> and I want to see Brian dancing in overalls. Yes. And no shirt. Yes. Wow. Which he probably does anyway. Yeah, right, he Brian? does. Super sassy. Oh. Super sassy. Why don't we do a classic Bass Songs cover album? Yeah. Like, hey, Jay, I got this one song. It's Mom. called Running with the Grenel. I never released it yet. It's kind, <laughs> it's kind, it, it, it's pretty good. Running with the Grenel. It's, it, I, I'm working on it right now. It's a work in progress. Hey, Bowman. You could probably reuse most of those lyrics for that. <laughs> exactly. I could. Couldn't I, I live my life like there's no tomorrow. <laughs> 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 oh no doubt. Hey, uh, I, we're 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 running low again. I know. Hey, Andy's. Are you okay, Andrew? He's patting his head. All right. Do you have a do you have a head head? <laughs> he's rubbing head. his stomach at the same time. And he's rubbing his mass talent. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Bowman. Who's the poster boy of Bassin right now? Presently, clear and presently in this danger. Hmm. Poster boy. Yeah, of that's Bassin. that's such an unfair. Yeah, that's why I asked you. Fair question, and and I yeah. appreciate you asking me that. Yes, sir. But I would think first time ever on the show. The new uh, the new poster boy would probably be Patrick Walter. Patty Walters. I, I was just going to say. Okay, I see two, that. Two wins last year, incredibly well spoken. And except a, for the sh except for the short shorts, I agree. Hey, hey, <laughs> the shorts keep them dangerous. Short the the, the shorts keep them dangerous. He's like, you know, he's like, ladies, I'm going to party, but I'm going to put them in the boat, too. You know what I mean? That's, hey, man, they worked for yeah. Biffle for years. They yeah. did. He right. did. Yeah, he's... He tucks he, his shirt in, too. He does. Yeah. <laughs> he's kind of he like is. a... He's got that... Yeah, he's the poster boy. Mm -hmm. It's Patty Walters. Hey, uh... Who's got the who's who's your favorite hook setter, Nolan Miner? Who do you like watching set the hook? Kyle Welcher's got a pretty mean. Hook set. He doesn't really <laughs> like using line that's not twenty pounds. I love that, Kumar. Who's got the best hook set all time? All time. Yeah, all time. Uh, I have no idea how to answer that. All right, I skip would him. Say, Bowman. I would say Hackney is up there. Okay, yeah. Hackney's my answer. Bowman, who? Best hooks at all time. Bill Lance. What are you talking about? Oh, thank Bill you very much. <laughs> thank you very much. He's way up here. Yeah. And you hear the you hear the strings stretching. Tink, tink, tink. Yeah, he taught us all how to set the hook. Tink, 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 tink. <laughs> Best hooks at all time, Pete Lusick. Is Shama. Wow. Oh, yeah. That's a good yeah. one. Yep. Oh, he does that's crack them. Got a big one. He does. Yep. Yeah. He gives them the old anaconda shake. <laughs> Boom. 
Smack hook sets. We yeah. still talking about hook sets? Yes, sir. Yeah, Ab- absolutely, we are. Hey, Kumar, they always talk <laughs> about growing the sport, right? We always hear growing the sport, right? Look at you. Look at you. This is what you're doing. This is what I need you to do. (laughs) They talk about growing the sport. What sponsor out there that is not presently in the fishing industry could really help shed light on this and grow the sport properly? None. 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 Firm? Firm answer. None. No sponsor knows how to grow the sport, number one. Okay. I like your answer. Number two, the grow the sport thing is a cliche, man. I mean, people use it all the time. Each generation that comes through uses it. They want to grow the sport. The sport is going to do what it's going to do. You know, love bass fishing for what it is and where it's at. And don't, you know, stress out over what you wish it was or wasn't or whatever man it's great people doing an amazing thing if anybody gets to make a living in the sport like at least four of us on this call are doing our, our zoom call thing i mean that's a miracle yeah uh, you know it, it sure is know. and here's the other thing people talk about growing the sport do you want double the number of people at the ramp no. on the weekend? <laughs> Popcorn's like, nuh-uh. No. 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 no, heck no, you don't want it. So, I mean, it. you got to, you gotta like, love it for what it is. That's that's where I'm at. Thank you. Thank you. And, and Bowman, I want to I wanna point this out. I think that, and, 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 and Pete and, and, and Nolan, I think we're all in this together. That, and that's the reason I brought all you guys here tonight, that – it's something that last year that Mark Zona said on the Ike Live show, um, Pete, and he said that um, we have to remember this is about we're here because of the bass. We're here because of the bass, man. You know, like Bowman, how many people do you see forgetting that in the industry? How I, uh, a, a lot of them. You know, I, I think. Just the fact that the cliche of growing the sport is around is gives you an idea of how many people would use that. Plus, that gives you a good idea, double that number of the people who forget the real reasons. And you know, the, the you know what's made the sport grow. The biggest the biggest grower of the sport in 2020 was COVID, mm-hmm. uh, and nobody could plan on that. And 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 the main thing that that does is. COVID made people look for an opportunity. And if you want to grow the sport, then you create the opportunities. And and it's not about creating a tournament or creating a new lure or a new rod. It's creating the the opportunity for a kid with a with a an antenna as a fishing pole. <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm serious. Yes, I mean, you're you know, right. Uh, you you got you want to instill the the passion, then then the passion is is you get them to the bank. And, and you set them down there. It has nothing to do with a bass boat. It has nothing to do with a shiny lure. It has nothing to do with any of that. Not, we didn't have any of that. Mm. Uh, you go to the water and you start feeling it. And, and that grows the sport. You go to the water well, and you start feeling it. And that's what grows well said, the sport. Mr. Bowman. Let's, well let's do that. Let's, let's do that for that statement. You go to the water and you start feeling it. That's pretty good. Yeah, isn't that amazing, Kumar? That's the quote of the evening. I'm gonna write that down. Yeah, please do. I I did that for you on purpose, Jay. You're welcome. Thank you. That's 
See how I, I did that gonzo journalism <laughs> right there, right there. You, Pat, yeah, I and Steve, I uh, COVID has we we see them coming to bash you. We see uh, brand new people coming into the program, and and I see them on our forum uh, asking questions about what should be their first ride and real purchase. Um, you know, we get questions that you know my son. You know, we're looking for something to do. My son wants to try fishing. I know nothing about it. Um, you know, your program is, has helped us so much, but I think it's, it's key that, you know, these, these people coming in, we try to give them a good experience with it, you know, cause that's what will lose them is if they have a bad experience, you know, you go, you go two or three times and you don't catch any, or you backlash the whole time, or, <laughs> you know, you just have a miserable, we've all had those experiences. Sure. You got to be persistent, you know, to, to stay with it. Like we all have, yep. but, uh, you know, uh, I see it with some of the local tackle shops, um, that I talk to, they see new people, uh, just coming in the store all the time and you can recognize them because they're, you know, they're not going right to, you know, the Yamamoto rack or the DT rack or whatever it may be, you know, they're just wandering around. And uh, the the tackle store owners are doing a great job and grabbing them by the hand and saying, you know, how can we help you? you the know, good old fashioned get, way. That's right. Yeah, That's right. Let's man. get you. Let's get you the right gear and and let you get out there and have a good experience. Hundred percent, man. But we've seen a lot more new people, and it's it's pretty. It's really cool to see. It really is. Yeah, Nolan cool. Nolan sparked that earlier when he was talking about what the videos that he liked watching, and it didn't say the ones that I learned anything from. It's like. Hmm. What was basically what he, what I heard was I saw somebody having a good time and I could be a part of that. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. and not so much. Oh, this is how you tie the Pete Glusick special knot. This is how <laughs> you go to the water and have a good time and feel it. You know I mean? Yes. It, well, yeah. I, Bowman, the, the prophet, it, Steve Bowman. Did you know that would happen? <laughs> Sorry, Pete. I, I, I got to say, it's a lot of fun tying my knot. I'm sure, it, <laughs> I'm sure it is. Uh, I, hey, hey, guys. Um, we make it fun. <laughs> we make bassing fun. That's what we do here on the glorified version of a bass fishing talk show. Jay Kumar, thank you uh, for everything you do for the Bass Galaxy. Again, if you are not subscribing to the Bass Blaster, uh, it's a bi-weekly publication every Tuesday and Thursday. It's one of my most favorite things on the planet to read every mm -hmm. Tuesday and Thursday. Uh, Nolan Miner, uh, best of luck to you, dude, in your upcoming okay. fishing adventures on the opens. Um, Thank you. Yeah, man. Thank I, you. I, we'll, 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 we'll be watching you. Pete Lusick, uh, Dean of the Bass University. Uh, sign up now, uh, BassU.TV. Is that right, Pete? Yes, sir. Go ba right there. Subscribe, get tickets for our upcoming class. It's all right there. It's all right there. Uh, instructional videos and online live classes coming up because of COVID uh, on BassU.TV. And, uh, and Steve Bowman, um, Bass Fishing Hall of Fame member, uh, Bass Master Big Shot. And uh, and all and 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 thirty thirty decade or three or three de thirty 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 he's a vampire the vampire Steve Bowman yeah and uh, th uh, uh, uh <laughs> three decades of wonderful bassin experience from you uh, Steve Bowman thank you for that and and uh, and best of luck in your endeavors in this upcoming uh, 
uh, Fox Sports deal with the Bass and Masters. So thank you, yeah. thank you for letting me come on here and play around with Pete and Nolan and and Kumar. Yeah, and no problem. And thanks for throwing me those scraps of bacon when you thought I was homeless in Detroit. I appreciate that <laughs> moment. That's, that's really good. Hey, uh, Bass Galaxy, uh, give it up for these gentlemen right here. These are some proper bassin' men and their bass fishing fans or bass heads. Uh, best of luck to all you guys. Thanks again for, for coming on the show. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Pat. Yeah, appreciate it. Appreciate Thank you, buddy. You, Pat. Later, guys. Hey, uh, another another Stray Cast uh, episode is in the uh, in the historical books. Yes, sir. Or the books of history and the books of Bassin uh, uh, Crenshaw's black bus, books of uh, Bass Bass. <laughs> Saying words with bees. You got, you got it. Words with bees at the end of yeah. the show. It was a hell of a round table. Yeah, I had a good time. Like, a, a yeah, man. Good stories and uh, and knowledgeable dudes. Great stuff. And I like Nolan's input too. Yeah, yeah. I, I people all probably like what the heck was Pat doing, but we, we would all, it all worked out good. I no, liked, that I, was perfect. I, I like the mix, man. You gotta have the Utes. <laughs> the, the alleged Utes. Yeah. The alleged Utes. But uh, uh, speaking of uh, of uh, things to do here in the Chicago land area, one of the things to do is to have sausages. We love sausages in Chicago, and we also love free shit in Chicago. And one of the best places to get free stuff here in the Chicagoland area is what? Everybody, come along. It's right here on the Traycast Show, the place to win free stuff tonight. You get to win TH Marine Supplies, 50 bucks worth of stuff on TH Marine and Straycast and the cool people at TH, like Shayna and Luke and Darian too. All the cool people at TH are giving you 50 bucks a worth of free stuff and Jake Haas. He's our intern in Jersey. He's gonna give you the name of the winner. Smile, Jake. Don't look pissed. <laughs> That's my new song. Is he there? Yeah, Jake's here. Oh, I see Pat. him. Oh. Hi, Jake. What's up, Jake? You like my new song? I just made that up. Nobody's answering me? Nobody <laughs> likes my freaking song? I thought you were asking Jake. Oh, I was asking Jake, but he didn't answer. I think... Hey, is Jake here? You already know how I felt about it. Hey, is Jake here? I don't know what he's doing. Jake, are you here? He froze. Oh, no. He froze again. Uh, He's, uh... Play it out, bud. I'm gonna muck that bar. I'm gonna bond muck a blow. I'm gonna muck that bar. And then the bass in show. All right, so uh, we have a winner of the TH Marine Supplies. $50 $50 redemption code. Uh, our intern in New Jersey uh, is somewhere de- uh, disappeared on the uh, on the screen. So until we get, in, so you guys have to have backups. Why? Oh, Am I here? Oh, hi, Jake. There he is. Hey, Jake. You oh, ever, hey, hey. You ever hear know. this one? Right. You ever hear that one before? No. I just made it up. Is that on the album? It's coming up on the album. Actually, Jake, do, do we have a winner? Did someone win uh, 50, we do. $50 worth of uh, TH Marine Supplies goody goods from uh, thmarinesupplies.com and a redemption code? I and believe stuff? so. Uh, did, and the name. Wait, hold on. Do what do you want to do? Wait, wait, should we do this? Or do this? Like or that. do this? 
Wrong key. That's the only key I got. <laughs> what do you want me to do? It's the only one in the house. And the winner is Robert Dudley. David Dudley's brother, Robert Dudley. I'm excited about David Dudley on the NPFL, by the way. Yeah, I am. I think he'll uh, probably do pretty well. Yeah, I think he'll do amazing on it. So David Dudley won tonight? Isn't he with TH yeah. Marine Supplies? Yeah. And his other brother. Is he in the Larry, Daryl, and Daryl? Double dipped. Hey, so wait. David Dudley just won the TH Marine Supply thing tonight on the show? His brother, Robert. Oh, Robert. Yeah. Robert Dudley. I think it's his cousin, actually. Oh, Bob Duds. Yeah. Bob Duds, they call him in the system. Okay, so Robert Dudley, you won the uh, TH Marine Supplies uh, $50 redemption code. All you have to do, what do they do, Jake? Tell them what they do. They're going to message straight cast, attention Jake Haas. On the book face. And straight cast, not kissed. Straight kiss. <laughs> yeah, straight kiss. Looking for some straight kiss, baby, this evening. Yeah. Looking for some straight kiss, baby, tonight. Yeah, bud. Uh, you know what I mean. It's like sun kiss, but straight. <laughs> <laughs> so they they direct message the uh, straight cast uh, book face page. The straight kissed. Yeah. The straight kiss. Yeah. The straight kiss. And then when they receive their prize. They're yes. going to let us know that as well. Oh, cool. Yeah. And let us know that you want or make a post and say, hey, thanks, Jake and the straight kissed guys for uh, giving us free stuff on a Wednesday night. And all we had to do was like and share this dang program. It could have sucked. It could have been good. But we liked and shared it. And we won 50 bucks worth of stuff. That's all it takes. Sausage, sausage, sausage. Bassin, bassin, bassin. Blah, 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 blah. Hey, we're back next week, Jake, with uh, one of two things. And I'll tell you right now, it's either going to be one of two things next week on Stray Cast, 7 p.m. Central. Should we give him a, a, a tip? Which, no. Which, which of the one? It's, I'm not giving, not, not even just the tip. I'm not even right. giving just the tip tonight. <laughs> right. Giving nothing. Right, I need to you go get apologize nothing to like your it. neighbor. Oh, yes. Ryan, why'd you bang? You, Ryan <laughs> crashed into my neighbor's car. <laughs> Coming into the house today. Ripped their damn well, mirror off the car. The thing car. about that was is uh, some people don't believe in shovels around here. This is Chicago. <laughs> no, it's not. In Chicago, we shovel. Yeah, well, you guys live in Chicago. I live in Indiana. Ginch uh, got in my driveway fine. He did. And he only has two WD. He backed in, too. That yeah, and he backed smarter. in like a talented guy. And here's Ryan on the phone uh, he, he's burning darts, banging fell, heaters, and he's on the, the phone, uh, three foot putting trench. a dip in with the other hand, tying a jig, and he knocks the, the dang mirror off my hey, you're right. I was tying your jigs for you. Thank you, Ryan. I like yeah. the bluegill color. So, Tightropefishing.com, right? Just send the Did I get it right? Tightropefishing.com? You got it right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And the HD Pat Renwick Signature Series is available at Tightropefishing.com. I invented it. It's, it, the HD stands for Henry Dinkler, by the way. Uh, Bass Galaxy, I'm Pat Rimwick. I hope you enjoyed tonight's State of the Bass Fishing uh, Galaxy address. Uh, for myself, Ryan Popcorn Whitaker, Andrew Ellenberger, and Jay Cos, and Larry Kylman, our iTunes guy. The show will be available on iTunes. We're on YouTube tonight, too, I think. And uh, yeah. we're also on our uh, channel, which we'll talk, about. Yeah. we'll talk about stuff on our channel later. But uh, we'll see you next Wednesday with a Bassin Show extravaganza. Peace, Bass Galaxy. Thank you for allowing us to do what we do with you.
Hello, everybody. I'm Bill Dance. No, just kidding. This is Pat. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to StrayCast on iTunes and leave a review. Tell us what you think. Any feedback is greatly appreciated. Thanks for listening. Peace!